0: Welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast, episode 63, Aliens, from 1986. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Hugh Lloyd, as always, and we are talking the seminal Aliens from 1986. Now, before I introduce my spectacular co-host on this episode and we play the trailer, we have also got a very special interview lined up with writer, director, producer, cameraman extraordinaire, Mr. Colin Bressler. And we're talking about his latest film, Domestic Hell, from 19... not 19... What am I on about from 1986? That's Aliens. From 2018. But before we go any further... Let's check out the trailer for aliens.
1: Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. Fire me! Yeah! Yeah! Are you me! Yeah! 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 Get on the ready line, Marine! Get down to die! Get on the ready line! I got reading from front and behind.
0: There's nothing back here.
1: Look, I'm telling you, there's something moving and it ain't us. Get them out of there! They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I won't do- Moving all over the place. Five meters, man. Four. Aliens. This time it's war.
0: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And I am joined by possibly the only man who would sit through another one of my rants regarding James Cameron. Um, (laughs) A slightly more aerodynamic Mr. Leighton Winston. How the devil are you, sir? Right,
2: you're going to have to explain the aerodynamic bit now. You know, this this, this isn't a video medium, Christ. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's not wearing one of those sort of Linford Christie style morph suits. I yes. am. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, um, no, he, and... he's, he's slightly shorn on the yeah. cranial area.
2: Yeah, bitten the bullet, and yeah. that's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> Age comes to eight but I'm forty at the end of the month.
2: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, uh, and later, just towards the end, and. Um, and oh my a, God, that's frightening. I know. <laughs> I get a proper birthday as well this year.
0: I know, I know, because the listeners may not be aware of your unique birthday. No, I'm born on the, I was born on the 29th of February. Um, reason being, my father was a tight git and he didn't want to buy birthday cakes every year. So uh, every four years he would you know, be able to fork out on one. Um, so you,
2: yeah, so you will be officially 10, won't you? I will you?
0: be. I'll be a big boy. You'll be double digits at <laughs> last. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway. Like to, well, happy birthday for the 29th, ninth Yeah.
0: So we are talking the classic action, horror, science fiction, extravaganza. That is nineteen I can't believe this. Nineteen eighty six is Gremloyd's. <laughs> uh, yeah, see what I did there? No, we are talking, of course. James Cameron's sequel to Ridley Scott's seminal Alien. We are talking 1986 Aliens. Here we are. Wow.
2: Are we we talking... Are we we the right people to be talking about it? Yes, we are, because I think we did, in in Terminator 2, when we did Terminator 2, um, that's got to be two years ago now, three years ago, perhaps? Two years, two years? And... um, we mentioned aliens, and we've been back and forth on a few films. Seven weeks, yeah, 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 yeah. What we're gonna do, and aliens was always one that came up. And I rewatched it three weeks ago, just out of the blue, and I texted you didn't I saying, yeah. "Oh my god, man, we got to do it. It's got to be done. We have to speak about it." Um, as you can tell, it's going to be glowing terms already. So.
0: <laughs> I, don't think, yeah, I think this is fairly sort of um, safe territory on this one. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, this is into, it's it's one of those very very, very rare occasions where you could possibly argue maybe the sequel surpasses the original.
2: I would 100% agree with you Blair. I, I've actually written down is it better than Alien? Yes, yes it is. Um, I don't look there's, there's often this discussion about alien being a horror film and aliens being a action film, isn't it? yeah, and you know two different types of genre if you want but i'm 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 a firm believer that aliens is superior and if 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 the the, the stories about its conception are believed allegedly, and I read this when it was pitched by James Cameron there was a flip flip chart yeah, and it, it had the word Alien sequel and he, he went up to the flip chart and literally put the letter S after Alien Yes, and that allegedly is how he pitched it you know why have one when you can have many and whilst I think in this modern age if this was to be made now it'd be CGI'd out the arse but you know thank god this film was made when it was because the limits of the practicality just make the film so much better.
0: Well, you, and you know, we're already delving into sort of trivia areas. If we use the crazy part of it, the producers at one point saw some of the rushes and saw some of the stuff and were not happy because they didn't quite, they couldn't quite get their head around. The fact that the special effects didn't look like special effects, and they felt that they, you know, they didn't, they weren't seeing special effects on screen because of the mm. realism of them, mm. and the fact that you see lots of the work in this is model work, is back screen projection, absolutely, uh, are practical effects. This is a, you know, it's a, it, it is a phenomenal piece of work. It is a phenomenal piece of work.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's staggering. Let's get the numbers out the way, shall we? Yes. Um, directed by the aforementioned James Cameron, um, who I'm going to call Jim for the rest of this.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> produced by his then-wife, Galen Hurd, who did, Terminator With. Yeah. Um, she's gone on to produce, the most notably, The Walking Dead TV show. Yeah. Um, written by Jim...
0: Uh, Walter Hill yeah, no, people, which I think a lot uh, 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 people forget this don't they yeah people forget that Walter Hill is you know I mean obviously he's fallen on tough times
2: well <laughs> and I'll take you
0: sort of slightly con- become a very very controversial character but this, well... is a ma- this is a man who has you know been responsible for some of the most seminal action films of you know in cinema yeah
2: of the, se- of the 70s and the 80s definitely yeah. wasn't it you know yeah. Um, the Warriors, at least we forget, you know, yes. you know, are arguably one of the greatest, you know, sort of encapsulations of gritty New York in yeah. the 1970s, you know. Um and also
0: incredibly camp. <laughs> well, the Warriors. The Warriors camp as hell. All <laughs> these guys running around in cosplay. Yes, they're beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> but I'm not being funny, right? The some of those gang members are totally impractical, right? <laughs> the baseball lot, they look really cool, but have you ever tried chasing anybody in a pair of studs across concrete? Oh,
2: my goodness. I've never, ever, ever thought of the Warriors as being camp.
0: Um, right, and, the ga- I, I, you know, I, the I, Warriors look- themselves, they're all walking around wearing a combination of leather waistcoats and bare-chested... <laughs> With the tightest, I, the tightest set of jeans on that you could ever imagine.
2: I've never ever thought of that, and now you may have salied me the way that I looked at it. <laughs> Being chased by a bunch of camp harlequins. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's, oh, it's, it's like the analogy where people say about West Side Story. And they say, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a fight. But before we can have a fight, you need at least four years jazz and six years <laughs> tap and two years modern training. Step ball uh, change parabere, yes.
2: <laughs> oh my god! And we haven't even got to the third right there yet. I mean, oh my god! And David Giler wrote, wrote the money pit as well. So there we
0: are. I, I, I love the money pit.
2: I haven't do you know, right? I haven't seen it in the longest time. And I just remember it being such a um a fun film. And there were an awful lot of films like that in the nineteen eighties yeah, you know, yeah, like the yeah. high, high high concept comedy. That doesn't happen these days though. No. You don't get it. Um but the 1980s, um, ra- around about the, the, that era, you know, there was there was loads of them, loads, and we could go on and on and on yeah. about, but yeah. you know, but the money pit I remember being such good fun. I I, ha- I haven't seen it probably
0: since it came out on VHS. The scene with the bath oh, just God. makes me laugh every single time.
2: And when you look at it now, and you look at Tom Hanks then, he just looks so youthful, doesn't he? In those films, he
0: looks films. About nine.
2: <laughs> it's like that and splash you know um, yeah bachelor party even to an extent you know, well, you know I, I, he,
0: bachelor party is i think is just it should be it should have won oscars for the fact that's got michael <laughs> dudikoff in it
2: <laughs> and um tj hooker's mate yeah. lorenzo what was his yeah. name <laughs> lorenzo can't I, think of his name now it doesn't Lamas, matter he's, is there, yeah
0: he's tj hooker's mate
2: TJ Hooker's
0: mate.
2: <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear.
0: So, anyway, back to Aliens.
2: Back to Aliens,
0: yeah. indeed. <laughs> now, this, you know, obviously, this the story picks up right where the, you know, 57 years. And you said right there, yeah. There's a 57-year gap um, after um, Ripley has blown the xenomorph out of the airlock, rescued the cat, um, and she's been in hypersleep for 57 years, and she has rescued... By a deep salvage team. Only to realise that the Wayland Utami Corporation has settled um, terraformers. Yes, has terraformed um, the planet, and unfortunately for them, for her, they have made her the scapegoat for blowing up the the uh, Nostromo. Nostromo, which um, actually. It, when you think about, in a, it's a very, very heightened sort of idea, but it's a very real scene that those boardroom, that, that boardroom meeting at the beginning. Where... It's laying the blame,
2: isn't it? The blame has to be laid somewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you know, if you think about like the first part of the film, the build-up to it is essentially is Ripley trying to put her life back together. Yeah. And the um you know and Burke played wonderfully by Paul Reiser. Yeah.
1: Um
0: you know I mean let's go through the cast before we dive into it. I mean course, Yeah yeah yeah. Sigourney Weaver's back as Ripley. Yeah. Uh, Michael Biehn is just wonderful in this. He is superb as as Hicks.
2: I I I have actually got in in my notes. Um I want to discuss Michael Biehn. Yeah. Because I can't fathom how he never became a bigger actor. And don't get me wrong, he's, he's a great great actor and he's been in some huge films, but the thing is really there should have been a what's what's the right analogy?
0: Well, there should have been a vehicle have, for him. There should he should it, you know there should have been an opportunity for him. To, you know, I don't know whether or not because if you think about Michael Michael Biehn in this he is you know even though he did, you know, he did Terminator, he's done Aliens, he's done a lot of action films, He's mm. not, in terms of the 80s, he's not one of those one-man army kind of guys. No,
2: no, and perhaps this is why he, perhaps he, he may have been offered them for all we know, but the thing is, as an actor, he's an arguably a better actor than someone like, say, um, Dolph Lundgren. How dare
0: of- you! How on, dare no, no, no. you Dolph it's is you. just the greatest block of wood to ever <laughs> <laughs> another one then, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, right? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm that, with you. I'm absolutely with oh, you on this. All
2: remember. the best will in the world, right? If neither of them my door frame can act better than those two, right? <laughs> Michael Bien is a classic actor, you know. And
0: he's, and he does obviously come from a theatrical background. And mm. hence when he showed up for the audition. Uh, for Terminator, he was speaking in a southern accent,
2: mm, and you know, and this is why I think he should have been. Um, a and, and, and not that he's not a busy. He still acts to this day, and he's the still portrait. regularly in stuff. You know, questionable quality it may be, but he's still out there, right? And the thing is, he's probably a, a draw to a certain audience, isn't he? Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. But
2: it, it, it's always baffled me. Always, but, I mean, baffled you look me. at
0: some, I mean, he's done. A, he's got 104 credits. I mean, Mm -hmm. but you look at it, you know, Aliens, Terminator, Mm -hmm. and then Tombstone.
2: Yeah, um, The Abyss. The
0: Abyss, um, you know, uh, Planet Terror. You know, he's been in some really, really big films.
2: Yeah, and Navy Seals. We can't forget Navy Seals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's possibly why he never became bigger. (laughs) Probably, yeah, because
2: I I remember watching I've only ever seen Navy Seals once and thinking, this is... Tripe and it was tripe. Oh, yeah, it was piss poor, piss, piss poor. And but, it's
0: probably um, that you know where you can see Charlie Sheen slipping in <laughs> slipping <laughs> slightly over that precipice that he sort of uh, well, you headed know, first into.
2: We've 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 discussed um Charles Esteves many a yeah. time, haven't we? You know, <laughs> but um, you know, at the end of the day, Charlie Sheen is winning and we are not, so there we are. Well, so,
0: exactly. Exactly. Now, of course, we've got... Um, we, we've also got C- Carrie Henn, who plays Newt. Um, yeah. Um, recently made a comeback to acting. Did she? Yeah, she's only done... She hasn't done an... You know, obviously, she's done lots of sort of like... Um, um, stuff to do with aliens and those type of things and she the Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic Con Yeah the conventions. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she made a, she made a comeback in acting in a um I think I'm trying to find it on my notes here. I think it was uh there's it's called Triborn. It's in development at the moment, but it's it you know it's a it's a comeback to acting. Um, yeah. then we come to Paul Reiser. Who, of course, people will now think of him as being, you know, Stranger Things, you know, something that he's been in most recently, where he's Mm. absolutely superb um, in Stranger Things. And, you know, of course, Mad About You. um, Yeah. Which he was in, that that series ran from 92 to 99.
2: Hasn't it been remade recently as well? They've done, they've gone back to like 10 years later thing or something.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs)
2: It seemed to, I seem to remember something of, uh, recently of, of him of, or pictures somewhere. I, it's just probably one of those things. But, um, yeah, and he was in Whiplash as well recently, yeah, you know, which film. is, uh, oh, my God, what a film that is. Oh, what, my days.
0: You know, he's popped and, up, done a lot of TV as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. But he was in, um, oh, there was something else he was in recently as well. Um, uh, let me just go look. Oh, the ever have have watched the Kaminsky me- method on Netflix? Yes, Mike, Michael Douglas. Oh, yes, yeah. class. He, he's actually in that, and he's like he looks as old as Michael Douglas almost, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean,
0: um, and of course, yeah. he pops up With the Beverly Hills Cop films. Yeah, yeah, he pops yeah. up in the Beverly Hills Cops films. Um, you know, and then we come to Lance Henriksen, yeah. Again, when we talk, you know, Lance Henriksen, you know, this is a guy who is the epitome of your working, working character actor. Two hundred and fifty yeah. film credits.
2: Yeah. And and possibly one of the I'm gonna use my words wisely here, um, starring one of the daftest action films ever with the the aforementioned Jean Claude Van Damme in uh, Hard Target, you know,
0: directed directed by John Woo. Use the use the I do you know what I do think that in Hard Target, Jean Claude Van Damme's character name is the best Chance Chance Bordeaux, Bordeaux, Chance Chance Bordeaux. Bordeaux. (laughs) And his John, John acts him out of the, <laughs> <off> the screen.
2: <laughs> John Woo and his character names. Uh, Caster Troy. Oh. Uh, Tequila. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh, amazing, man. Amazing. And I mean,
0: like, um, I mean, I love Lance Henriksen. He's a great actor. He's a great character actor. He's, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you know, you look at, okay, he was in Terminator... You're considered to play the Terminator at one yes, point yes correct
2: yeah correct correct you know, and I think that that inspired the T-1000 then in yes, the 2 absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. I
0: mean you know it's. I think it's fair to say that he's done some um dog shit yeah 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 <laughs>
2: um you know one, one, one of which is linked to the, the, this franchise
0: <sighs> yeah okay let's get it out of the way then Alien versus Predator yeah
2: yeah Alien vs Predator. I've seen Alien vs Predator. I refuse to watch the sequel to Alien vs Predator called Requiem. Was Requiem, it Requiem? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I saw the trailer and I thought, why is that trailer so dark and you can't see anything? <laughs> and then I, then I, then I sort of thought, ah, there must be a reason they don't want to show us anything because it looks dog shit, and I'm led to believe it is total dog shit.
0: I mean. They're not great films. They're not, you know, but you can chuck them on. They'll waste a bit of time. They'll entertain you. They'll have some moments. They'll have some cool, interesting moments. But
2: Alien vs. Predator is such a poor film.
0: Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. They are not the um, the pinnacle of anyone's career. Um, But, you know, they're entertaining. They do what they do. They're nothing more. They throw away. They completely throw away. Which yeah. sadly does kind of diminish both the franchises.
2: Well, it, 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 it it's such a weird franchise. Um, we'll, we'll come back to that because they get rid, get rid of the rest of the cast, but we will definitely come back to it. In fact, get a cast out of the way and then
0: we'll discuss it. And now we're hitting the big, you know, Bill Paxton, the late, great Bill Paxton.
2: Unbelievably brilliant guy, honestly. He, is, he was... Um, we've discussed him before we and he was a great great actor um, very much an everyman to an extent yeah. you know yeah. um, it, it was in some absolute classics and I brought there previously only uh, he made only directed one film and yeah. the, the criminally and, and the scene the frailty um, yeah. with Matthew McConaughey and Powers Booth um, Powers a Booth great, was a great
0: great actor, great
2: actor yeah yeah and it this was McConaughey pre, you know, big level McConaughey. Yes. We've discussed McConaughey previously, but he's, that is a fantastic film. It really, really is. And Paxton was just such a charismatic guy, you know. And He's, he's, he's along with Michael Biehn and, and Lance Henriksen, you know, he's, he was in more than when Jim Cameron film. but yeah. he, was in, yeah. he was in 3, 4 or something, you yeah. know. I
0: mean, he was in, he's in Terminator, plays the punk yes. at the beginning.
2: Yeah, true lies.
0: Yeah, my favourite Paxton uh, film is Near Dark.
2: Oh, fucking great film. He's just... fucking brilliant. He's such a, not a dick, but he's such, you know, he's a vampire and, you know, lets everybody know yeah. that he's a vampire as yeah. well. Um, Henriksen obviously was in uh, Near Dark yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Directed
2: yeah. by Kathy Glow as well, who was connected, literally connected to Jim Cameron.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at like you know Paxton's career, and you look at like you know obviously Hudson's character in this is just mm. is just such a great, massively over the top, wonderful performance of a total dick, but you yeah. still like him.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's you the can't... same when he
0: was in Weird Science.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: where he plays Chance. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, he quite literally gets turned into a turd. Yeah, you know, but then you. And know, then you look at him in he Twister, can... Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just a great, great actor.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I I love Apollo 13. I, I might have said this before now. I love Apollo 13. I think it's such a brilliantly uh, crafted film, you know, to show yeah. many parts working as one. It's excellent. It really, really is. And um, <laughs> Twister, Twister's such a weird film, isn't it? It's It's bizarre. such a... It's, it's such a weird, weird Look film. Like it, yeah.
0: It's massive. It should massive. On kind of, paper, it should not work.
2: No. But no, it, it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's strange. It's strange beyond belief. Um I mean like Philip Seymour Hoffman was in I know, it. I mean, yeah. uh, Cameron himself, Alan Rack is in it as yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Gertz from Lost Boys is in there as well. Like I mean, it's such a weird, weird film. And all it all it is is set piece to set piece to set piece. Yeah,
0: completely. Piece. And if you think like the total climax of it is essentially letting off a bunch of Christmas baubles into the sky. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Directed by Jan de Bont. At least we forget Oh, who did. you've
0: got to love Jan de Bont. You've got to I love mean,
2: him. I'm gonna go from making speed. One of the greatest action films ever to make him Speed 2. Oh, I know. Millions of dollars. That's how he put going to make Speed 2. <laughs> bizarre, man. Absolutely bizarre.
0: You know, but what's bonkers, though? Yander Bond. Yeah, OK. He, you know, in two people forget that he produced Minority Report. Yeah, and
2: he was the... the... On,
0: you know, producers on that.
2: Yeah, and he, he was the DP on Die Hard, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you
2: know and, and, and but then he it, I think the infuriating thing with John Levante is, is that um, you know Speed it, it just came out in nowhere, way didn't it really? oh yeah and sort of you know and sort of side swiped a lot of people but then he was he made the haunting which was dog and sh- dog shit again like I mean which is terrible but he made like the, the, the Lara Croft films didn't he
0: yeah yeah, he did. You know, and the well, first no, one was essentially, okay. UNA. Essentially, he spent a couple of years just filming Angelina Jolie's ass. <laughs> well,
2: that's another way of putting it, I suppose. Who, <laughs> but um... that's what it
0: is, isn't it? It's essentially <laughs> let's chuck her in spandex, give her a couple, of but, you know, and then you know, give her a couple of guns, and then you got to get a bunch of computer nerds wanking like Safari Park chimps every time that they, you know, <laughs> you got to keep them happy, you know. <laughs> oh. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on yeah, quickly please. Please. You got please. William Hope, who is brilliant as Lieutenant Gorman in this. He's such a dick. He's so useless. Um
2: Yeah.
0: And then you got Jeanette Goldstein.
1: Another Su- alumni? Yeah, Superb a- character. Another alumni. And yeah. again,
0: near Dark. Absolutely superb.
2: Near Dark turned it to Titanic.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. we've got to mention it at some point, than we? So you know. What
0: happened to the end of but- Titanic? Um, I think everybody lived happily ever after. Yeah.
3: So. No,
0: sorry. Sorry, Jack. there's no room on this bit of wood. Look, there's plenty of room. No. no I'm sorry. Yeah, Go to the lights. I'm... Go to the lights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you... Dear, dear.
0: <laughs> and then you've got Al Matthews uh, as Sergeant who who is yeah. absolutely superb on this.
2: Yeah, and I think. As, as, it's not a massive cast, really, is it? No, no, as, no, 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 the, no, The
0: Marines, really. But the
2: thing is, it's just that it's just, you know, the, the, just the, the sheer um, thrill of seeing people being picked off via a video screen, predominantly. You don't yeah. see a lot of the deaths no, too no, face no. on, you know. And he's it, it, it um, he's such the, the, the such the, the, the calm, level headed. Person in the chaos when it kicks in isn't yeah. there you know
0: well what's amazing about this this um, this was being shot obviously it was shot in the UK it was shot over at Pinewood but being shot mm-hmm. at the same time as Full Metal Jacket mm-hmm. and they shared pretty much the same lot mm-hmm. and they, well,
2: they, they, they'd have lunch at the same time yeah, wouldn't they
0: yeah so they were having lunch at the table so you've got Lear, um, Lear Emery um, who was also served at the same time as Al Matthews in the Marine Corps, they were both sergeants in the Marine Corps at the same time. So you've got two genuine know. Marine Corps sergeants in this. But here is the, what's re, one of the most interesting things about Al Matthews is he is the first African American uh, soldier to be promoted in the field to sergeant whilst he was, was he me? In, yeah yeah whilst he was promoted um, uh, whilst serving in Vietnam, um, which is just. It's just crazy, absolutely crazy. You know, you look at all those all those servicemen, but he was one of the very first to be uh, to be promoted in the field, um, which is which is amazing. Um,
2: good on him, good uh, on. you know, pioneer. in the air. So
0: absolutely. Cool. Now we sort of we can go on in terms of the cast, and we we know talking about some of the minor characters and those type of things. But it's such an ensemble piece. It's such an ensemble piece.
2: Yeah, it, um, it, it's funny, isn't it? I, 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 always, I always thought that, you know, as big as the cast is, it's, it's, it's not a huge ense- ensemble. Is it? They, they, you know, there are large numbers. It is, I think it's, what, 20 in the Marine Corps that they send yeah. or something?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But, you know, it becomes very, very small in numbers. No spoilers, you know. But, you know, it does become small in numbers and, you know, a, a lot of
0: close quarters as well. Yeah, but, yeah, it's very um, claustrophobic claustrophobic yes. and hot
2: oh yeah yeah and um, you know notoriously the shoot was fraught shall we say a win to um, the british um, crew working to the strict regulations whereas james cameron apparently likes to be involved with absolutely everything that's happening yeah on his sets and it's you know it's a well-known fact it's not uncommon knowledge because he's he's um a taskmaster for one of a better word, isn't it? You know, dick
0: he, is another word so to some. Well, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to some people,
2: yeah, you know, because famously, after it, it, it made aliens, um, there was a T-shirt in circulation amongst British crews that said, "You can't." It's words to the effect of, "You can't." beat me i've worked with james cameron I, I you know, yeah, I cameron I survived yeah i survived yeah and you know and um it, when it came to, to film in the abyss there was similar issues you see know? but to his, his, his credit when he, he, he only gets us involved in is simply because he can do it and so go has come out and actually said herself that you know the only thing he can't do is act he can do everything else yeah
0: yeah, I, and I mean, lots, and you know, people sort of, and I have, a, you know, I think it's fair to say I've shared my opinions on James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would like to see him come back to proper filmmaking.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think we both want him to leave Pandora, don't we?
0: Just let it go. Let and, it
2: go. You know, it's. Look, I, I said previously I thought Avatar was good. You hate it passionately. Um, I, did, I, I did think the 3D experience—you know, when in the 3D craze we re entered the 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 the, the, the Pantheon—I um, thought it was brilliantly. It did look brilliant in fairness. It, it it still looks brilliant on 2D in fairness, but you know, I'd rather see Jim Cameron make True Lies* to but, yeah, but that's not going to happen. No, you know, no. I know it's not going to happen. You know, he's invested in, was it 28 sequels or something? I don't and... know. I
0: think none of which I'm going to be particularly interested in going to see, you know. But here's the thing, right? Cameron is a product of the Roger Corman School of Filmmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and from that special effects team. So he can do it, you know, he can shoot, he can create special effects. He can, you know, he is very, very, very hands on. And when you see that sort of. That level of passion, thrown into 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 projects like Aliens, like The Terminator, like Terminator Two, like mm-hmm. True you get mm-hmm. this. You know, you get these fantastic pieces of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, recent. I think the second he stepped on board a certain boat.
2: You well, know. look. You know, despite despite the, 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 despite the the, 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 the the dialogue in that film, some of it is dreadful. You know, you cannot help but admire the dedication to the to the, the myth of making the filmmaking process. You know, it, because a lot of it was revolutionary.
1: at oh, least I We forget. Be, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I
2: and mean, the film was the film was written off before it started because of the, the scale and the size of everything. You know, and. But the thing is, especially when that blackboard starts to sink, right? James Cameron, the action filmmaker, kicks in, does oh, he? Oh, yeah,
0: completely. I mean, you and, know. I mean, the biggest thing that he, that he does need to apologise for, and I think he should be brought to The Hague to face uh, <laughs> war crimes, is the Celine Dion uh, <laughs> title song. Well, uh, you know, look. and every horrific first dance at a wedding <laughs> oh it's so romantic she looks beautiful don't she it's like you know you can see the poor you know the poor fucking you know groom trying to fucking shift the wardrobe around the fucking dance floor <laughs> oh she's like a fucking princess isn't she back. oh I didn't have a good <laughs> fucking hell who put 50 pounds on you today oh I've had a lot of coffee
2: <laughs> I've
0: had a lot of coffee.
2: No. <laughs> I, no, I, I think I think a lot of film fans would like to see. And, and, and look, uh, some people love Avatar, and I, I don't know if you, if you heard. Some people had um, suffering post Avatar sadness. Apparently, and this is a thing, right? Oh, that they've sure. got so enraptured with the Pandora world that you know, they, 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 apparently there was reports of people suffering depression because they, they're so enraptured with it.
0: I was fucking like, depressed. It cost me 20 <laughs> quid to fucking see that by a bag of shits. And a fucking uh, migraine from wearing those cunting glasses. Uh, but I, I, I
1: do
2: think a lot of people would rather see Jim Cameron. But having said that, Jim Cameron gave his stamp of approval to the re- the recent Terminator films. Least we forget. Mm. You know, I haven't seen Terminator Dark Fruits. <laughs> and I I don't have I don't have a lot of um intention to if I'm no, honest, no. because I've heard it's pants. Yeah. So, and um, you know, Genesis. The less said, well, I've mentioned the note. Oh, Jesus Christ! What an awful, awful, <laughs> awful film! Now, terrible film, man.
0: Now, coming back to to this absolute classic, we sort of we we sort of talked about like the first part of this film, and you know, I think it's very very easy to overlook um, Sigourney Weaver's performance in this. Um, <laughs> Because it is, she's absolutely superb.
2: Yeah, and just just a quick sort of pre-production thing. Fox apparently, when Cameron presented the script that he had, wanted Fox executives were in a dispute with um, Sigourney Weaver over an unpaid unpaid fee or something, and they wanted Ripley written out of the story. Which, when you think about (laughs) right. Is I'm not being funny, the film is about Ripley. It's, it's always been about Ripley. It's her yes, story. It's always been about Ripley. So the, the thought of you know any an alien film then or sequel without her is 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 chaotic. Man and look, she was Oscar nominated, right? And she didn't win. And people now go back going, well hang on now. This is, this is an all time classic film. We are Absolutely. unquestionably right. And how she didn't win that year, I'm not even going to look to see who won because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say off the top of my head, I think it might have been Meryl Street for Out of Africa. Oh, right. And you don't see Out of Africa being revealed. And I look, like, I, might, I might be wrong. I probably am. There's probably am.
0: somewhere, there's probably some like Out of Africa lobby.
2: Um, <laughs> right. Should we have a look to see? Because <laughs> let's have a look. Let's I
0: mean, do it. <laughs> what I you know, and for me, like that, those opening scenes where you see um, the PTSD of Ripley, yeah. and then we get yeah. that sort of the dream sequence with the hugger, you know, with 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 the with the, the, the chest burster. coming You know, so that nod to that to the original, it is done so well. It is shot so well, and it's so, you know, you think, holy shit, he's killed this. You know, he's killed this lead character off in the very beginning. And it's it's such a sort of rug pull, and then it's the sort of the double bluff. It's a superb scene. It's absolutely superb. Um, and then you see the sort of how her life has fallen apart after. Yeah. You know yeah. and the fact that her apartment is a shithole.
2: Well, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 funny because when she's being in the boardroom sequence, she's yeah. you know done, she's given a version of events, and as she said, I've been here for three and a half hours, and I've said exactly the same thing. When that moment, when the the, the um the shot where you know she's told that she's being found guilty and she's having a license suspended, yeah, and you've got and you've got the the cast the, the, not the cast the crew. Of the Nostromo on the screen, flashing up behind her, and her picture comes up exactly the same time as her and yeah. Ben. Yeah, you know, and you know, you show in like the the woman from fifty seven years ago, Yes as it is. Yeah. but you know, it's it's seven years in, in between the two, isn't it? Because Elian is
0: seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you know, and you show in that difference, um, and and you know, and the the nightmares, the repeated nightmares, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, and. And you know it's it it, it, it she's the the, the, the arc of, of how Ripley goes from alien to aliens um, is, is is remarkable because she f- suddenly finds herself becoming a mother again.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and, and and this not- is the double whammy for her, isn't it? You know, and this is where the special edition, um, which and again this is a very a rarity. Not only have we got a sequel that is absolutely superb and possibly you know, and some would argue you so that it surpasses the original but we yeah. get a special edition
2: yeah that's which, better than the original. that, that yeah. is better
0: and yeah, we absolutely. get that moment because i mean the difference between the sort of the theatrical release and the special edition there's 17 minutes of additional footage
2: yeah absolutely
0: and, and i mean the story that we get and yeah. we get that moment where ripley realizes that her daughter's dead
2: yeah yeah no i mean you know it's I think, in fairness to to Cameron, I, I can see why the scenes were taken out. I don't absolutely. I, I think because the film I, I, it becomes longer, you know, and cinema chains ideally they want a film that lasts no more than an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. isn't it? Right. So to have a, a sci-fi horror sequel action film that's going to be over two and a, you know two hours long, um, you know, probably was was put into question, but then. Especially, I think, when you see Newt's family, you know, you know, and and, and you see that she's come from, you know, a loving family and to see the impact that it has when we we reconnect with her, you know, 40 minutes later, whatever it is. And, you know, and that natural instinct to care for this young girl. And it, it, it plays even more so at the, the finale, the, you know, the finale of the film. Get away there.
0: from her, you bitch!
2: And, you know, and that, that quite rightly goes down in the pantheon in of great film lines, doesn't yeah. they, you know? Simply because of Sigourney Weaver, you just cannot take your eyes off her. No she and look she's she's quite rightly like the right like lauded as one of the great actresses and she is
0: she's a superb actress
2: but i, I, I honestly think aliens it, like i know people may say oh you know when she played the alpha scene gorillas in the mist right they may say you know that she's better than that no 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 aliens is her pinnacle she is remarkable yeah. in this film yeah. absolutely remarkable yeah. and i do think you know these are best film as i've said um And it's up there with Ghostbusters, you know, because yes, she's very much a supporting character in Ghostbusters, but but she she
0: she gives everything, everything to it,
2: yeah, absolutely. absolutely
0: And what's interesting, and what adds, and you get this that you get this more when you see Sigourney Weaver. She realizes that her daughter's dead. Yeah, Newt is the same age as her daughter. The last time that she sees her, and you get that sort of. It sets it up really, really well. And yeah. I, I mean, it is one of those moments, and you can see why they did take it out because Ripley's daughter dies of cancer. Mm. Yeah. Which you just think, how much more misery could you yeah. on to one character? I
2: know, and he, and he makes mention of, you know, she never had any children, and, you know, you could say that was that an impact from her mother, you know, yeah. disappearing when she was a child and not putting that burden on a child. You know, you can look at it from loads of different angles, can't you? Yeah. And I've just looked, I've just looked to see who Sigourney Weaver lost to. Come on then. And I'm not, I'm not going to say you can look up. And whilst it's, it's, it's probably hugely worthy. I don't think it
0: Come on, personally now. was the right who, choice. Who it? Who is it?
2: No, it's simply because the actress is a very, very good actress, but it might have been seen as being a bit worthy.
0: Alright,
1: okay.
2: I'll just, I don't know if I can show you that on on screen.
0: Uh, He's taking a gamble, yeah. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Worthy? Yeah, yeah. God damn it.
2: (laughs) Someone we can't slag off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What 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 you know? What is going on? What is going on uh, in the world?
2: Look, she's a great. Well, that person, well, is a great actress, and she really, really is right. right. So, but I mean,
0: there we. Are. There we I mean, that you know, like we said, we, we we get this sort of you know it is Ripley's story. We get you know, and then we get this great ensemble that comes comes together in terms of the marine, and mm. then we get the sort of you know, the sneering, conniving, conviv- Ooh, yes. Company man, and he does it so well, and he doesn't do it in the sort of moustache twirly kind of way. He does it from the point of view of being, you know, Burke does it from the point of view of being her best friend.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It shows what a cunty is when they're, you know, when they're they're in her apartment. And he's saying, "Yeah, I know. When you're having these terrible nightmares, and you're doing this, and uh, yeah, you're running loaders and things. That's yeah, that's great work. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah." And it's like, you know, "Oh, I, I
2: know, I know." And it's it's he is the beating black heart of the of the big corporation, isn't he? You know, absolutely. And you know, it's it, it's just the, the, the and the, it, I think what solidifies it more than any other sequence in this. Is When he turns the CCTV camera off, yeah, and it's the you know, just the casual, and it, it's, it's the look over from Hicks, isn't it? You know, yeah. who just who sees it just after, you know, and he's just a total asshole, isn't he? And yeah, he, and the thing is, you want to see him suffer a painful, if painful, Sean, painful. If
0: Sean Bean was in this, it'd be the moment where he goes, Bastard. <laughs>
2: absolutely absolutely and you know, and, do, do you know, you know what you're saying about um with the extended scenes and whatnot i know and adding even more depth yeah. to ripley See, and adding newt's backstory and then and with the sentry gun sequence you know yeah. which you know See. is remarkable because you know the tension that adds further to oh, what already is completely. you know a, an unwanted situation um it's, 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 it's an unreal, unreal, and I, 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 I'm a firm believer that the special edition is the definitive edition, and, yeah. and it's not often, there's not many films you can say that about really is it, let's be honest.
0: And I mean, unfortunately, I think special edition and director's cut mm. has become a bit of a, sort of like, a bit of a, oh, really, becomes yeah. a bit self-indulgent.
2: Uh, yeah, and there's there's a few that we can point at, you know, that they've, but have been done repeatedly. I mean, how many caps are we on Apocalypse now? of? Four, <laughs> four, five.
0: Well, I mean, a, there was, he, you know Francis Ford Coppola has got a, v- a vineyard to run.
2: Well, you look, know. unfortunately, Mister Coppola, you know, diminishing returns should we see as he's got older? Yeah. Um, you know, and Blade Runner is another one. You know, yeah, how many absolutely. versions? Absolutely. How many versions do we need to absolutely. see? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I I I can't remember is, is there it's been a director's version of alien?
0: Mm, I don't know to be honest.
2: I don't know.
0: I, I mean then, I know there was a restored version. Yeah, there probably there's has a restored been. Restored version that's come out
2: I think it's safe to say you're not going to see a director's kind of, of alien 3 anytime soon this.
0: I mean to be honest with you the 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 making of alien 3 is far more interesting than the final part. But then yeah. I quite like alien 3. Um, it's got really good moments in it. I mean, yeah, it has, but sort of um, what did uh, Fincher describe it as being ritually sodomized by his <laughs> yeah. head in that film?
2: Yeah, and you know, I think the powers that be. I mean, Fincher was making his first film, it's you know, it's not his no secret, is it? Yeah. making his first film, having come off the back and making some excellent music videos, at least we forget, but I think. Sigourney Weaver you know that film was never going to be made without Sigourney Weaver and her involvement but the thing is Sigourney Weaver perhaps to the detriment of the film well held so much power that she could dictate what happens and there's the long story there's the long gestating story you know that the, the wooden planet do you have yeah, about yeah, that? yeah you know and the, the, so out there, that, you know, people weren't prepared to take the gamble, so they struck, they stripped the stories back to where they actually got to the, the work, it, it, and I'm using inverted commas, it, the working script, because notoriously there wasn't no, a working no, script when they not started. Not yeah. there, was a, there was ideas, and, you know, it was a chambolic set by all accounts, you know. And, um, you know, and then to see, like, the arc of Ripley go the way it does to sort of alien... Resurrection?
0: Is it Alien yeah, Resurrection? Yeah. It's called yeah. the basketball scene.
2: Yeah, you know Ripley born from the DNA recovered. I mean, no, no, it was. Yeah, it, that's when it sort of suddenly started selling. You know, and I don't think it was necessarily well. Yeah, it was Alien Three because you go in from two bonafide fide classics in Alien and Aliens, and they are bonafide fide classics. Is yeah. like unquestionable. To you know the, the the disappointment of Alien Three. I mean, who has a, p- a prison planet with no weaponry in case something happens? I mean,
0: <laughs> no, I get it, I get it. But... Talking about weaponry, this is a film, and James Cameron is known for this for gun porn.
2: Oh, oh hell yes, hell yes. And I mean, um, H- 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 Hudson's you know rant still on the dropship about, yes. you know, the, the hardware that they've got, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's just James Cameron with a direction, isn't yeah. it, basically? And
0: one of my favourite scenes in this is where they walk into the, the sort of the, the main reactor and then he kind of explains to them what would happen if they start shooting in there. And then, you know, there would be a nuclear explosion. Yeah. But then he starts collecting yeah. it. And then as soon as his back's turned, they all start handing out magazines back to each yeah. other. And, like, yeah. it, you know, produces a shotgun.
2: <laughs> Keep this for backup. I mean, it's... Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's proper good. It's proper, proper good. See, see lad. it's. I'm right in thinking there was an Aliens video game, wasn't there? Yeah, there's it?
0: been a couple. There's Colonial yeah. Marines. Um, That's right. And there's yeah. a, a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. A lot and, of fun. Yeah. And they, 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 you actually had, had the hardware from the films, in it, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Good,
0: yeah. real And good nobody fun, that ever is. reloads in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, actually. And I'd like that they say right. at one point, they said, oh, we got these, you know, we got the so and so right your pulse rifles that are a half magazine. But yeah. nobody, nobody, nobody reloads. Oh,
2: they're quite happy to shoot the the, the the missiles from them as well, isn't they? You know,
0: yeah. You know, Class. And, and the scene where Ripley puts the flamethrower and the and the machine, you know, and the pulse rifle together, and then just yeah. starts like shooting all the eggs and yeah. Just, and I mean, yeah. it, it is. It is. You know, we've 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 barely scratched the surface on lots of no. this. No, and no, Do
2: You f- know what I, I I think as well. Sorry, got. It, I was going to say um, what I think as well. With it, it, people forget, it takes a good good while to actually see any of the aliens. Oh, absolutely! You know, I, I know you see in the extended version you see the facehugger on on father, um, but if, if we were going to go back to the original, you don't see nothing happens until they get in the nest, isn't it? The yeah. original nest.
0: Well, they get into and, the, the, where they start taking the guns of it, and then then they come across. The woman who is Ugh. glued to the wall, and she's saying, "Kill me."
2: Yeah,
0: and you it's... can see, and and what I love is the cut when it cuts back; it intercuts with like what's going on inside, inside the armored tank type thing. Yeah, and you can see Rip... Ripley's face. Yeah,
2: and she's sweating, isn't it? And then yeah. she's you know she she knows what's coming and what's happening, going to happen next. It's just unbelievable. And the thing is, it's, it's like the head in the boat and jaws. You know, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, completely. You know it's coming. But the thing is, every time you see it, it's like, oh, my God, that's horrible. And but like, it is.
0: And oh. do you know what is such a simple device where they actually have the trackers?
2: Yeah. And all you hear yeah. is the boop. Yeah. It's like, um, it's almost like, um, I think that's probably, I don't know, if, do you ever play the video game Silent Hill?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh. When you walked along, you had that little, like, um. The device yeah. um, clicking if, if if the monsters were nearby and all yeah. the rest yeah. clearly stole the idea from Aliens via the, the motion tracker, you know. Yeah. And it, what I like about the motion tracker is the, the, when you when you first see it, it's nuked on. It's just a single, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But, but when the you fact see that what's his name? Drake nearly blows her away with a massive <laughs> machine gun as well. Yeah. Well that would have yeah, been a really the... different film if he did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. You just, you know, uh, obliterated the only survivor was <laughs> to be a ten-year-old girl. Well well done, you know. And now, but what I go back to the, the scanner is when you when you see the masses coming towards and closer yeah. and closer and closer. And it's just, wow. And it's like, you're fucked. And the part where they go into the ceiling, where they're, yeah. they're in the room, they're yeah. in the room. Yeah. And they're not, and they go into the ceiling, and yeah. all you can see is this, black, this bank of xenomorphs coming towards them. And it's just, oh, man. it's That's the thing. It, 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 for all its action and its excitement, it is a horror film. But the thing is, I'm... Obst- Substantially, it isn't a horror film, is yeah. it? It's an yeah. action sci-fi film.
0: Well, here's the crazy thing, right? They said aliens. Mm. Right. How many actors played the aliens?
2: Oh, it wasn't many, was there? I think six. it was six. I was gonna say six, wasn't it? Something. Actors. It was just the production design, wasn't it? Yeah. That, because that, that awesome sequence of when the aliens start to come down from the ceiling. Yeah. And you just think that it's um where they've been sticking, you know, the yeah. matter to the walls and stuff, yeah. isn't it? and they, Because they, they, they hide in place, did not Yeah, and
0: what there? they did and was they created the full suits for the actors, but the stunt performers couldn't move in it.
2: So mm. what
0: they did was they wore partial parts of the suit and yeah. then... Through the production design, through like the hiding through there. They what they're mm. pretty much like black leotards on there. Yeah. And then so the light and this is the genius of it, is that through the lighting, through the production design of it. And this is the here's the other bit that it When they're in the ceiling, it appears there's hundreds of them.
2: Yes, yeah, so
0: yeah. It looks yeah, like and it and and packs that frame.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that is that is genius filmmaking. That is genius level filmmaking.
2: And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about being close quarters because, you know, everything is contained. And, you know, despite having a big cast, you're always at close quarters with everybody. Oh, completely. completely. And, you know, and this is where the remarkable production design, as you said, comes into effect because, you know, it. it it, it might have been a really tough shoot, but the, it, the thing is, the end result is just so brilliant. Yeah, and it really is. Well, you know, rewarding.
0: Here's the thing, right? When um, you had British cinematographer, him and uh, uh, a British cinematographer called Dick Bush was mm. the uh, was one of the guys. Or, was the cinematographer, and him and Cameron had massive arguments about the lighting. And Cameron mm. wanted to make sure that he reduced the light as much as possible to make it to make it really sort of like dark and ominous and eerie, and he wouldn't do it. In the end, no, he, it was lo- it was
2: Adrian Biddle, it wasn't Dick Bush.
0: It was Adrian Biddle, was it? He, well, no,
2: sorry, he was the um, cinematographer. Sorry, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But in the end, Cameron lost his shit with him and sacked him.
2: That's right. Yeah, he yeah sacked
0: yeah. him on set. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's 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 a fun you know but. Once again, you know, if you if you think you're the shit, you've got to be the shit. And mm. on this film, Cameron was certainly the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, but it's just absolutely mind-blowing. That level... But that sort of... The, the melding of the organic... And yeah, the, and, and, yeah, And the, the set dress. It's just superb. Absolutely superb.
2: And the thing is, you know, at least you forget this is... It, it is a sequel to you know a 1979 film yeah. and they have, got, they have gone back to the planet you know where where the the, the thing was found I don't think it's ever revealed as it being the, where the alien came from is no, it no nobody, in, nobody in, knows in these, well,
0: until we get tried. to Prometheus
2: <sighs> yeah Prometheus
0: and moving on so
2: <laughs> an alien covenant oh dear oh dear oh dear
0: why? Why? <laughs>
2: I can't get my head round them.
0: it's already dead. <laughs> yes, it
2: is. It's
1: that.
2: It's...
0: Stop kicking him. Stop
1: kicking <laughs>
2: him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Prometheus promised so much, didn't it?
0: Yes, yes, it did. It did. I had high hopes. Yeah, uh... and
2: it, it. It. I think it's sort of. I don't think it could it, it could it could
0: explain itself and
2: um, you know it's it, it, everybody knows the the end result and I mean alien Covenant alien cabinet is just
0: yeah
2: <sighs> yeah I mean for God's sake he's got bloody what's his face in it he's spouting down guy oh yeah, um,
0: yeah 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 I know yeah, um, Danny McBride Danny McBride <laughs> do you know what who did a really good job writing the last Halloween film <laughs>
2: You know, I haven't seen it because I'm, I'm not the the hound that you are. So
0: I really, I really. There's moments in it where you could just sort of think. Uh. Now speaking of gore, the glorious possible scene in this, except you've got the chest bursters and those, you know, you get those, you get those two moments. There's not a lot of gore, with the exception no. of yeah, Lance Henriksen's robot being ripped in half, which yeah. they, even though he's a robot. I still yeah. wince. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it it, it reveals... It's, 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 it's part of, an, uh, of, of a truly iconic sequences that the film has many thereof. Yeah. I mean, it, going back as far as um, the knife trick that ultimately reveals Bishop as being an android, isn't yes. it? You know, with the reveal of the white blood. And then, you know, like you say, going then to his apparent demise... You know, um, being spectacularly torn apart by that that fourteen foot tall tall puppet. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, you know, and it's it's such, it, and it's a brilliant false ending, isn't it? Because you think, oh, they've escaped, they've got away. Yeah,
0: that's it. It's finished. It's, it's the double. Black, you know, isn't it?
2: we we we're going to be okay. You know, um, Hicks is in state death. You know, uh, in um, was it hypersleep? You know, whatever yeah. it's called, and you know he's safe. They're all safe, and just literally from nowhere, that tail comes out. Yeah, you know, and it just goes to ratchet It's a sting
0: it. in the tail, shall we say? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh
2: God. <laughs> Try the veal.
0: Yes, you're all weak. <laughs> 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 oh dear,
2: dear, dear. And but I, um,
0: do you know what is it, the? It still makes me laugh. Is the fact that the way they've packed Bishop into the into the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's in, just in bits. And we've got we've got a spare plastic oh, bag. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm waving my hand around. It's like oh arm. Like, um,
2: yeah. Leg. Like,
0: yeah.
2: And. Um, and then when you see then thereafter in Alien 3, where he's tossed on a pile, isn't he, if I yeah. remember correctly? Yeah. <laughs> she has to go dig in to find him. Like, I and mean, oh, God, it's grim, you know, because ultimately he saves no, doesn't he? You know, yeah, he captures it as, yeah.
0: as, they, as, they, as they fall in. And, um, okay, you know, I, ultimate nerd reference here. Ultimate nerd reference here. When he talks about, obviously, um, you're saying, you know, that about the previous models... Being yes. a little bit, um, little bit twitchy. Yes. What reference? Which uh, which laws does he make reference to? Uh,
2: I I've heard this, but I don't remember off the top of my head. He
0: makes reference to Asimov's Law of Robotics, right. neither, that a robot may not harm or by its actions do harm to other. You know, which is another great, which is another level layer mm. that you know, because people you can look at aliens in a number of ways. You can look at it from the point of view of it being that big action horror, gun pony, you know, extravaganza. You can look at it from the point of view of being a straight-up horror film. Mm-hmm. But underneath it all, there is this... There is a, there's layers of context, of backstory, even down to when they... You know, you've got the Marines discussing Octurian Poontang, which is just... Which you just think, ah... <laughs> Oh, that's 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 not right.
1: Uh, but
0: I, I, the thing is, you can you can
2: see the same thing about the, about Alien is uh, Alien the first film as well, can't you? That there's yes. a, there's, a, there's there's the uh, there's the obvious um, sexual connotations attached to both films. Well, of they, course, you know? I
0: mean, I mean, the idea of like, I mean, you could probably argue that behind, you know, I think more so in Alien. Yes, actually, it, it's a true, you know, and and with uh, John Hurt's character, it yeah, is a, a depiction of male rape.
2: Well, if you want to, yeah, well, you can see that way, or you can see rebirth, isn't it? You know, after, you know,
0: it, there, I mean, there are isn't there, there you are you know, essays and... written about it. Yeah, there are essays yeah. written about it. Um, but what I like about Aliens is that it does. It's kind of it even though it, all that intelligence is still there, you can still have Hudson screaming "Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> and fuck you too!" Yeah, and shooting everything that moves. Yeah, but, you yeah. Know, you know, and
2: it, it comes. It comes down to to to, to, to its core of being an action film again, doesn't it? You yeah, know? absolutely. And you know, you can you can level many a, a theory or a thesis even to these films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and. Well, it, you know, the, the, even the original Geiger designs weren't they? with the were well, like, phallic it, 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 well, and it, it's,
0: it's one big penis with teeth.
2: Well, yes, well, it is, isn't it? That's what it is. It's
0: a cock with teeth. <laughs>
1: but, or what's um... now
0: known as Simon Cowell.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, making friends
0: but... <laughs> all over the
1: place
0: today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> But, um, no, it, it, yeah, there's many, uh, an opinion, like, as you said, formed, you know. There's, a, there's an excellent um, book by, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, is it Ian Nathan?
1: Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I, think, I think Ian Nathan wrote an excellent book, um, coffee is bloody coffee table level book yeah. about the alien. I, I, certainly the first two films, you know, yeah. going deep into the history of the, the making of... Um, and he offers many thought processes as to the whys and the what, and, you know, but, um, no, and I think this is where, like, you're coming back to what you were saying, is that Cameron, you know, it it was his screenplay ultimately. Yes, it was, you know, assistance from um, Walter Hill and, um, what's his name again? David Guiler.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, don't forget that you've got Dan O'Bannon's characters, you know, this is, you know, he is the person who put the backbone to this, yes you know he, yeah the structure the skeleton structure you know
2: yeah yeah and um you know and it it, it really really is sm- that much smarter than than what you think it is isn't it oh yeah um and, you know, and the thing is when you look then how the, the the sort of like for want of a better word the the, the alien universe evolved to where it Ended up lastly in Alien Covenant, you well, know, kind and, of
0: disappeared. It it kind of just collapses under its own weight.
2: Yeah, and you know, it shifted. I think the moment it shifted from the the arc of there's that word again of Ripley's, you know, story, it sort of was it was lost on itself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I, 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 Alien Resurrection, I, if I remember correctly, it, it it ends with them going to Earth, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and it's it, it's the it's the hybrid, isn't it? She's an alien hybrid yeah, now. She's, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She's... <laughs> so she's no longer Ripley, really.
2: No, no. And the, I think the suggestion after the alien resurrection was that there was, and it, was it an alien on the ship or something? Yeah, like
0: yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I have not seen alien. I've seen it once. And yeah, that was an F- F- I've got, I've got, I've got them all. I've got it on Blu-ray, and I still, it's still in the box. It's still, I haven't touched yeah. it. I still haven't touched it. But I think no. I think the other big kick in the dick at the end, <laughs> you know, the, is the fact that you go through aliens and then mm. Alien Three yeah. Newt and Hicks are dead.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I remember being in the cinema and you know, I hadn't read reviews or anything when the film came out. I'm watching Alien Three. And like you say, the kick in the dick of seeing Newt because she drowns, doesn't yeah. she? And
0: it's and, the fact um, that she wakes up
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you see the dead, you know, the dead body. And it's like, oh, my God, it's just like, really? And that's that pretty much sets the tone for what is going to happen yeah. in the next oh, two absolutely. hours, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get know, like we, we get this sort of like we've got this vast sort of but universe building. But the other element that I absolutely love is the music in this.
2: James Horner.
0: James Horner's music in this is big. Yeah. It's
2: huge. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether you've ever sort of looked into the, into the, um, James Horner and James Cameron's relationship. Albeit that it, it, it was a successful one, um, thereafter. Um, but they fell out spectacularly making aliens because, yeah. um, James Horner wanted the film complete to score the film. Yes. And Cameron was like, no, I haven't finished, I haven't finished, you know. And he's like, well, the film is out at such and such a date, you know, and you can't expect me just to sort of lump things on it. And James Horner came out saying that the score complete, released as it was, was only, to, to his mind, 80% complete. And they they, they fell out quite spectacularly until Cameron persuaded him to do um, your personal favourite Titanic the score Titanic because (laughs) yeah and now
0: thanks to him every bastard who owns a recorder (laughs) it's
2: a fucking recorder (laughs) it's a it's a penny whistle
0: oh fucking penny (laughs) poor man's flute that's what it is (laughs)
2: But, um, yeah, James, I I didn't... I forgot that James Horner passed away as well.
0: Is... Really? Oh,
2: mate. He he died flying a single... uh, A a plane. He crashed. Shit. Yeah. I I didn't realise that. I'm just
0: just finding out now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and... um... He was the only person on the plane, so he must, you know, he obviously had a license. But he he died, and he it was about four years ago, five years ago, something oh like man, that.
0: I did not know that. No,
2: I didn't. It's only when I was doing my my, my homework and for whatever reason, I found out. I read, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, that's tragic," you know. And um, CNN, like, you know, the, the 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 reaction to his death and reading like the the. the um, you Know the, the the people coming out and speaking about him, yeah. you know, and James Cameron gave give it in fairness to me, give gave a magic tribute to, to him. And yeah, he, he, he did work on um Avatar as well, so yeah. it'd be kind of kind of interesting to see what happens in that respect because you know, I, I can't really remember the music for Avatar if I'm, if I'm honest. No, no, I know I remember that what's her face, sang a, a song from it, didn't she? Um leona lewis over the t- down titles
0: the fact that so, you said right you we're, we're discussing aliens and you've brought leona right, right that's it we're not talking about avatar anymore <laughs> the bile is like up in my throat already
2: you you will bring it up again i'm guaranteed oh, guaranteed
0: i will be able to guaranteed
2: answer. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, so I I don't know what you know they'll be, they, they'll probably end up going for in Zimmer because he seems to rigour at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: The, of, the, of the default, shall we say? Because I think John Williams is slowing down a little bit now, isn't he? You know, yeah, he's,
0: he is getting on it. He is getting on. He is
2: getting on. He is getting on. And now, his cameo, his cameo was a personal highlight of Rise of Skywalker.
0: Mm. What a shame. Anyway, a, so now. For me, I think everybody has got their own personal highlights for this film. What are your personal highlights for this? Um,
2: I think the aforementioned um, aliens in the attic,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, is is one. Um, as I said, the bishop knife trick revealing him as um as as his, as an android. Yeah, um, let's rock. Yeah, is another one. you know the crashing of the dropship, which is
0: even oh, it's now just amazing.
2: Even now, right? Even though it's a matte and model painting, who it's it's that's, that's better than films out there still being released.
0: Yeah, oh, it's, and, you
2: know, and and like you say, the matte work and the backdrop. You know, the, the, the projected screen and whatnot. Is,
0: you know, if you think about the the VHS trailer. Yeah, for this, uh, they you, you see part of that. It's just so good. It's so cinematic. It's, it's right. It's it's it's, it's brilliant. Um,
2: and I, I tell you another one I love, but it makes me so uncomfortable. It's Bishop when he's put in the tunnel. Yeah, you know that? and oh. he's wriggling. He's just like, and, and it's, it's like, oh my god, you know, at that um, Bishop's false ending. So we say,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, and, he got the point. Say, the, 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 the the classic get away from a you bitch you know yeah. and the face off you know and it's, I tell you what I love about that part just before that part is when Ripley nods her head slightly when she's got the pulse gun and the yeah. flamethrower it's yeah. just as a little like little look in it and 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 it's just and then she just unleashes and it's just that's class man it's yeah. fucking brilliant man there's there's so many and the thing is. This this scene after scene when when Newt is captured, the the, the helium coming from under water. It's yeah, fucking magic, man. Magic, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of my favorite lines in the whole thing is where because you get Gorman for all his uselessness, (coughs) and Vasquez at the end.
1: Yeah,
0: and she sort of you know, and even they're all coming. You know, they're all you know they know that they're finished, but they're going to hang on to get make sure that everybody gets away. And they're in the tunnel, and he's got that grenade in in his hand. Yeah, and she turns out and says, "You were always, an, always arse- an asshole."
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Classy, and I mean, and it's like you could you could go to um Hanson's Death from Below, you know, it's yeah, like, fuck you, man, you know, and I mean, I mean, it's it's just the, the, the some the, some of the whole it's like, I've said this repeated. I said it in Terminator Two, James Cameron flexing his action muscles. This, I, who else can do it?
0: No, I don't think there, is, honestly, there is nobody who is, who is know, better I, I, out there than doing this type of film.
2: I, I know you could turn out, you could probably say George Miller, right, when he, when he's doing Fury Road, right? Yeah. Because, like, Fury Road, and we still haven't done a podcast about that, I don't, I don't know, right? We'll get know, there, right?
0: we will get there. I, I mean,
2: Fury Road is, from filmmaking, pure filmmaking terms, is absolutely astonishing Yeah. and when you've got George Miller doing that I mean perhaps we do we class in a, a mutual friend as, as, as a you know a truly brilliant action director
0: yeah I think so you I know, think so but, you know, I, those... but it's a different type of action they're, they're, I think they are very very much and I think there is a specific feel to James Cameron's yeah
2: action. absolutely and, there is a specific
0: you know, feel to
2: it yeah and you know there aren't directors like that and no. a lot of these days i mean you know you could point at say the russo brothers for what they, that they did in those those avengers films was absolutely remarkable ultimately right yeah yeah and you know but the thing is you look at an end game and you look at infinity war the thing is if you have a look at winter soul yeah because that's where they came into that kind of just a
0: great film it's a great
2: film. It, Winter Soldier is, is, a, is a 1970s conspiracy theory. film. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what it's shot like. But it has truly brilliant action sequences in it. Yeah. Yeah. And. But, you know, are, were they, were they, are they a James Cameron action sequence? Like, you know, um, like a truck chase in a motorcycle? No. Are we talking. And, and like, if you think know. Think
0: about this, right? You think about. There is a. Simplicity to the action, you just said it, yeah. Tr- and, and I know it sounds bizarre a truck chasing a motorcycle, yeah. Absolutely. Somebody firing, um, firing a massive machine, you know, the, the, the machine gun all over the place, but actually, you're not seeing an awful lot. And that no. moment that he's no. been able to create such and it's character driven because you feel for you know for Hudson at that moment in time because he's you know he's given everything that he's got and then he gets dragged yeah from from underneath and then there's that that sort of connection with the character you know and even down to the after that crash you get the famous line game over man yeah that's improvised yeah it's an improvised line
2: and, and, and including, right, in those sequences, like the, 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 the music, and we've said this God knows how many times about propulsion in the film, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, there's like, there's like that military drum going through the score yeah. of uh, of aliens. And, you know, it emphasises, especially when Ripley's in the lift going down yeah. to rescue Newt, right? And it's that, 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 that very, I don't want to say tin drum, but that very, you know, Military. It is a military drum. You can tell it's a military drum.
0: And even the 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 you know the like the the brass section of the orchestra playing where where she's driving that armour car. The yeah 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 yeah. It's driving. It drives the action. It drives the film. And then
2: yeah, I'm going back to two minutes two with the sequence when the truck crashes through the barrier, doesn't it? And into the into the gullyway and he, he cuts the music to, to allow the sound of the truck roaring and yeah. crashing coming through and, you know, even two lies, right, um, tr- two lies with like the, um, the escape from the camp, right, yeah. the setup and all that, you know, it's very much tongue in cheek, but yet, it's thrilling and it's exciting, even when he chucks the comedy bit with the Uzi falling down the steps, yeah, you know, yeah. right, and things like that, that is with James Cameron that I'm, begging to see again because yes there is, there is ganography gen- in Avatar you know with a big you know, yeah, it, it is yeah, isn't it's, it it's,
0: this, it's there it's there
2: it is and you know I, I, we want to see James Cameron flexing the action muscle really 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 need to see it and you know it, we're not going to get a new Terminator film directed by him we're not going to get True Lies 2 it's not going to happen and it's a crying shame because the think now, who of the great directors, right? And I mean this now, like in the in the, in the, in the purest cinematic sense, the best directors, some of the best directors, never did action films. They may no, have done an, no. an action sequence, but action film. I mean, you know, there's not that many directors really who, who, who sort of. Well, if, all if, right. Then if you think
0: about Martin Scorsese.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, Martin Scorsese has made. Unquestionably, some of the greatest the cinema right yeah but the thing is is it an action sequence that stands out for you because right. it's 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 more of a drama sequence I think of of, of his that of his films. In,
0: in, in an explosion of violence at the end I mean if you look if we look at the ending of for example the Irish <coughs> film, mm. that is but not- it's, it,
2: There's no action there, is it? Because it's it's, it's an 80-year-old man in a wheelchair, isn't it? But even if you
0: look at like Michael Mann, who I think is possibly in terms of action a contemporary of James Cameron, you look at that shootout in Heat.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with him there in that in that thing. But the thing is, Michael Mann he he hasn't done big action beats other than. Not not than heat, but you know, like heat, does he really? Do you, I mean, Clatterall was was a very very good film and it has its moments and its sequences, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? But then, you know,
0: I, I, I'm trying I mean, to Last of th- the Mohicans is you know that is superb. I mean, that is just, yeah, that's mind blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing. yeah. Um, but I think in terms of that sort of the there's a there's a sort of there's a simplicity to it. There's a and it's just so well shot.
2: Yeah, and I, I think as well, you know, I'm, I'm racking my brains trying to think of it's a contemporary and who of that era. You could point at film stars of the era, I can't know, but you know, like I mean, like Irani and like you, yeah. you Sly Stallone and whatnot. The one man army is referred to. But the thing is, if you're looking for like a director, really, I mean, Spielberg doesn't come into the equation because he didn't make, he doesn't make adult. Action films. He makes brilliant action, exciting films. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: I mean stuff like like Minority Report is fucking awesome. Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's very much a PG thirteen. You're never mm-hmm. going to get an R eight in Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Here. And
0: I think sort of because like his, you know, I mean, people would say, well, what about Saving Private Ryan? But it's grounded yeah. in reality.
2: Yeah, and you know, therefore, yes, it is. It is violent and it is gory. But the thing is, is is he's, he's not doing that on a regular basis. Where Cameron was making added, oriented
0: Yeah, absolutely. Action. Now, here is the be- the the burning question: mm. Did anybody rescue the hamster?
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind betting it might have be been lunch for a certain um, xenomorph, shall we say, because perhaps,
0: or was baked.
2: Yeah, I wonder what happened to Jonesy.
0: He stayed at home, didn't he?
2: Yeah, but obviously Ripley... Oh, she
0: never makes it back, does she? No, no. You
2: know, so we're assuming that Jonesy is long gone. I'm sure
0: he appeared in like a sort of one of those adverts... Jonesy was abandoned after, after her owner was, <laughs> was trapped on a planet.
2: Yeah, you know, she went into in, in hyperspace again, like, you yeah. know, and didn't take her with her this time. <laughs> but. Um,
0: <laughs> Will you no. give 10 credits to provide Jonesy with? <laughs> He'll write to you every month. <laughs> you'll get a letter every month.
2: I've never understood that. I have never understood that. I'm impressed I mean, with all
0: these animals who are able to write.
2: Well,. Isn't it? Isn't it? But, um, no, I, 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 I sorely miss a good James Cameron action sequence and I, I think it, it, it would, if, going back to Fury Road, it's a reminder of what sensational action Absolutely. sequences, adult action sequences and I mean, there aren't directors out there like it, I mean, no, You know, I know I gave examples of, say, the Russo brothers, perhaps, but the Russo brothers are are doubling down on what they're making in the future. Now they're not going back to making the biggest film of all time again. That's not going to happen. You know, at least we forget the Russo brothers; they 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 stand in comedy TV, yeah, in Arrested Development, for God's sake, right? You know, it's by by proxy they came involved into the Marvel universe because Marvel were prepared to go. Right, I want different directors for these different things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, we have gone all round the houses on this. Mm-hmm. Let's put our money where the mouth is. Where are you going to score this?
2: Oh, come on, there's only one score to give it.
0: And it's a... Ten out of Ten.
2: It is a twenty out of twenty. It is a thirty out of thirty. It is a forty out of forty. It is one hundred percent.
0: You're right there. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. You know, there is no two ways. This, I think, you know, we cover a lot of very of, of classic films, and um, we we hand we've handed a lot. Of, but this is without a shadow of a doubt. It's a ten. From it's, from a technical perspective, from a, from a, a writing perspective from an acting perspective, from a special yeah. effects perspective, this yeah. is a superb film. It is a 10 out of 10.
2: Yeah. And I think, look, we've all been guilty of saying that this film is, a, say for example, five stars or this film is four stars and whatnot. And perhaps we do get a little bit ahead of ourselves. I still maintain the Irishman is a 10 out of 10 film, despite its its many, many flaws. I still yeah. think it's a 10 out of 10 film. But I think if you compare it in that 10 out of 10 film to this 10 out of 10 film, there's a marked difference between the two. There really is. However, Aliens is unquestionably one of the greatest films of all time. It genuinely is. It's, It's flawless. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know... It, it, even like that, you know, we think about this. You know, even the dialogue is good. You know? Yeah, of course. And you look at that scene where, because <laughs> back to because Burke's, Burke's character has got some really really good decision, great lines in this. And the mm. one line that I love that he goes when he's saying about sending Newt's parents out there, and he goes, "I made a bad decision, and it was wrong." And there's a pause. <laughs> there's a pause. I've always,
2: I've always never understood the line what he calls Ripley kiddo, right? And I, 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 don't think it's like a pet name that he gives to people, because he, he's, he's a patronizing prick. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've just always wondered why that line sort of was that was that like our precursor as to what would be ultimately
1: because yeah.
2: I think that is the intention, isn't it, to sort of lay the little. Daily little face huggers to to point in that direction. Do yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And like the other, I, the other great line in this is when um, Ruby says they cut the power, and then the yeah. heads "What do you mean they cut the power? How do they cut the power? It's that absolute panic." Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know,
0: it, it's it's it, it is. Yeah. And I, like I said, from the script writing, from the acting, from the technical perspective, is yeah. there anything else that we, you you need to, you need to say about this 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 gem? Um
2: I don't know because I think everything that tell you what, what, one thing we didn't mention is the budget that this film was made on was 18 million dollars, right? When you compare 18 million dollars made um, 1986, so it, it was shot probably 85 and then it was released summer of '86, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two years before, you had $35 million David Lynch Doom,
0: <laughs> And uh, uh, look, go back to our Hang on now. We've got a today. war pug.
2: We did get a war and pug. And
0: Sting in his pants.
2: And Sting in his pants. But the thing is, we both know we ain't going to get a war pug in Denny Villeneuve's Dune. We I'm know gonna, that's going to happen. I'm going to fucking
0: kick off if there isn't a war pug.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, just to sort of give you some sort of... Um, a... Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Reference, then, yeah. As we said in the, the Dune episode, Dune has got fantastic production value, it really, really has, yeah. But that cost nearly double what this cost, absolutely. And you know, the, the economy in filmmaking in this is just staggeringly good, yes. staggeringly good,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that is aliens, and possibly our bi-monthly rant about James Cameron.
2: <laughs> uh, it's not the, the bi-monthly rant about just James Cameron. It's bi-monthly rant about Avatar and its twenty-eight sequels. Impending, <laughs>
1: ah. You
2: know, but um, no, it's this is a celebration of James Cameron. Then right? absolutely,
0: absolutely.
2: I don't, we've done Terminator Two. We've done Aliens. We're not likely to do true, true lies.
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean it's. Str- I know we do dip into other genres, but it is stretching it. Yeah, you know, because
2: as brilliant as True Lies is, and it is brilliant.
0: Oh, it's 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 magnificent. I love it.
2: It's such good fun, and, and that's that's you know unheard of, almost in the pantheon of James Cameron films being fun. But you know, I mean, Terminator Two, Aliens. The shifting,
3: top yeah. ranking. Yeah.
2: yeah, Because you can't have one without the other. The, no, no, know,
0: no, no, you can't. You can't.
2: You, not at you all. You know, it's like, you know, ranking Arnie. It's like Predator and Terminator 2 are his best, aren't they? You yeah, know.
0: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't disagree with that.
2: And oh, there's one other thing I, I forgot to say about aliens. It's the only time in my life when I've seriously considered buying Reebok trainers. <laughs> Only time.
0: I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Reeboks. No, I haven't. I know I haven't. But it's just those space boots. You were like, oh, hello. (laughs) 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 And on that, Fashionista bombshell. Mr. Winston, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Take care, man. Take care, man. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. once again, thank you to my brother from another mother, Mr. Leighton Winston. Now, uh, instead of What the Wookiee Watch, this week we have got a special interview with writer-director, filmmaker from San Antonio, Mr. Colin Bressler, and we are talking about his latest effort, the one, the only, domestic hell. So let's check out our interview. And we are back, and I am joined... By my good friend, the one, the only writer, director, cameraman extraordinaire, all the way from Texas, Mr.
3: Colin Bressler.
0: Colin, how the devil are you, sir?
3: I am excellent. And again, thank you for having me. This is super exciting. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for giving up your time and being here.
3: Wow, this is wonderful. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No I, so we are going to, oh, we're talking about um, well I wouldn't say it's quite your latest, but it's it's, uh, it's Domestic Hell uh, from 2018 um, I gotta say I really enjoyed this film. I really really enjoyed it, man. Uh, it's super creepy um, and it's got some really intense moments some really, really intense moments.
3: Well thank you that's awesome. yeah I appreciate it. That's what, that's what we were going for on, uh, on every level, on the sound design, through the imagery and everything. We really wanted to create a, a foreboding, a sense of foreboding for the audience more than anything.
0: Yeah, man. And I mean, you're, um, um, you're, um, y- your cast is really strong in this. It's a really, really good cast. Um, and you've got, um, and I'm, I apologize now if I butcher her name. Is it Belania? Belania Olivia Reyes? Is that right? Or if I just yeah,
3: completely massacre her name? I, I, no, that's no no that's that's perfect. I, I I also I butchered I still butchered and she's been we've worked together on three movies, so don't don't feel <laughs> bad. Um, but she and and she she she'll just say Billy. She always would stop me and go, just say Billy and they go, Okay, Billy. Okay. <laughs> so don't feel bad. But uh yeah, she's uh she's wonderful. Um she uh she like i said she had been in my three previous films and she unfortunately moved away for green greener pasture she's moved to la oh, wow. so she will not be in she will not be in my next movie but uh but i uh i i would send her text from my from the set of my new film and i would tell her like damn you where are you why did you leave i need you and she would she'd be you know she was like by the way like you had like you had been saying pre-show, yeah. Um, she's a sweetheart, like an absolute sweetheart. Like, do whatever you need, you know. Always on time. Yeah. We don't even tell me like, hey, if you need if you need help with scheduling or whatever on the side, like I'll help you. I mean, just absolutely gold.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's you know when you work in. Um with lower budget movies, um, or in my case, zero budgets, um, that's what you need. And that's where you want, isn't it? From, uh, from, and I, not just from your cast, but from everybody around you really, isn't it? You need that sort of, it's a T it is, it's, it's a genuine team effort and everybody pulling together. Um, and I think that's what makes these, these movies very, very special, um,
3: for everyone really. Yeah, I agree. And not only that, I, I, something i kind of, I, I, I'd be curious of your perspective, but for me, like something I've kind of realized is um, there's a certain level. I, I can't, I don't know if the Tarantinos of the world and the Scorsese of the world ever deal with this. And they, they probably do. I don't know. But I know that in the level of which you and I are, are living in filmmaking wise, um, there's, I, I realize like, like something that I don't do that great a job in, but I realize I have to now is getting the buy-in from everybody involved
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah like it's almost like i've kind of i'm like oh wow i think i'm kind of like a used car salesman i've got to like figure out a way to sell this hey i can't pay you much it's going to be long hours i'm going to give you a granola bar for lunch yeah and but it's awesome you're gonna love it you know And, And it's like
0: yeah absolutely and and i think i think lots of it there are there are genuine people out there and whether they are at the start of a career or whether they've been you know doing this for donkey's years i think it's that if you can get them to believe in what you're doing um i think it helps that when you've got a great story um and you get you know there are people out there who genuinely sort of want to be involved and if you can sort of you know you become the cheerleader really um yeah. and you sort of you, you sort of get that you you can get that, that that momentum behind you it makes those those sort of long days quite sort of you know much easier and i sort of i'm i've i've got a great group of people around me um in terms of my you know my act my, my actors and uh, you know my crew they they will you know they will sort of they give their time and nobody is sort of above <laughs> carrying equipment um, nobody will complain when I've sort of you know got them lying on the floor um, in ridiculous temperatures and getting them sort of essentially sealed into prosthetics and things yeah um, you know you sort of think am I really pushing the bonds of friendship here but but you know people do it and once they're on board and they're you know it makes a huge difference it makes a massive difference um, but you can and, but you sometimes you can feel that camaraderie honest on, on, from yeah that comes through, and I got that sense with this that because obviously, when we're talking about intense intense scenes, um, you've you know, at point at times, this film is a three-hander, um, and the, you're dealing with some really, really dark material here. Um, you know, this, you know, essentially, you've got um, Blanca who is, um, you know. He's, it, you know, is a victim of domestic violence. You've got Dahlia who's been, you know, kidnapped and is being, you know, going through this all, you know, this terrible experience. And then you've got the character of Jack, who is just, just terrifying. It's a terrifying character. Um, but they've got these intense scenes with each other. And if you haven't got, if the actors don't have that bond with everybody around them, then filming those seat scenes must, you know, could be, I could imagine, be. Um, quite difficult and I think that's an understatement really
3: yeah yeah I think that um so in preparation for this um it was kind of uh, I had seen these reports about certain do- you know domestic violence stories and I you know I was kind of going all right well what am I gonna do next I had done a slasher movie and I was like well what's next what's next and it, I, I think for me I was just like well, I, I, I want to kind of expand I want to, I want to deal in like character and personality, you know, as opposed to more plot, which my first movie was a little bit more plot heavy.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. And so, yeah. but like I said, I had seen these, these domestic violence stories on television and, and read a couple and I was like, man, what a, what a horrible, like what a dreadful experience, you know, being in that. And it also the, the, the feeling of like no hope and no way out, And then it led me to sort of like a what if scenario, right? This what if a domestic violence scenario between a husband and wife snowballed because the husband not only is a domestic violence perpetuator, but he's also a sociopath, psychopath. Yeah, And he manipulates in a Bonnie and Clyde kind of way, um, you know, manipulates her to the point which gets her to play his games, so to speak. Yeah, And that was all sort of, so yeah, and then, with the actors, you know, we just, we did a long, extensive casting and it was, you know, we had to find the right people. And the truth be told that there were a lot of, we settled on one actress early on and she, she said yes. And she was great in casting. But then she wrote me about a week later and said, you know, I'm no, I can't do it. I've I read, you know, some of the, I, I would send them like scenes, not the whole script. And she was like, I just I can't do it like this is too intense Too, it's just too difficult for me I can't do it yeah and I respected that like yeah I, I respect that and so there was a, a, a level of bravery that Scotty Walker Sweet Van Loan, and Angelita Aron Sorensen the three main characters those actors like there's a like a level of intensity that they had to commit to was so brave on all three parts, to be honest, because for Scotty, even though he's playing this dominant, dangerous bad guy, right, um, he isn't. He's a really sweet guy, and not only that, it's just to ha- he had to live in that guy's skin, and and he really did. I mean, on set, I mean, I know it's a classic story, but I mean, you know, he'd be kind of quiet and withdrawn, and people know him to be this jovial, fun guy, and he was very intense when he showed up the set, mm. and. And he would, and he, you know, I, I knew it. So I had to protect him as an actor on that. And I yeah, had to yeah, yeah. give him space and tell people, like, hey, you know, stop joking around him or whatever the scenarios were. And so, yeah, I, the, the, the acting, like what they had to do, not just physically, but kind of dig deep into an emotional place, because this is real. Like, this really happens and people really experience these things. Mm. Um, you know, I just remember being like, I felt bad. Actually, I, don't, I, I was like, there were times I was like, I, I, I feel bad doing this to them. Yeah, even though I know that they're, this is what they love to do. They're actors. I was like, I felt bad. You
0: know? <laughs> well, you do, don't you? You sort of, excuse me, you sort of, you have these moments, don't you, where you just think, um, I, you sort of putting people in, in into situations that are not every day. Uh, potentially, you know, uh, traumatic experiences for people. And, um, you know, there are scenes in this. Um, one of my favourite scenes, actually, is when you got got uh, Scotty Walker's character, Jack, and he's watching uh, the two guys having the conversation um, when he's, like, at a restaurant, type, uh, when he's outside, and he's mimicking them. Um, yeah. That's such a... It's, it's such an intense scene. Um, and such a creepy, creepy, creepy moment. You know this sort of this almost like chameleon esque uh, person trying to sort of almost in sort of um, figure out how he can sort of mimic people to in order to manipulate them better. Um, it's it, it it's it's great. It is a great, great, great scene, and sort of um, to be you know, Sweet Van Lowe really goes through the ringer in this. She really goes through the ring, and fair play to her. It's a great performance. It's a really strong performance.
3: Yeah, I, the, 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 to speak on the um, the scene you were the before you talked about, the tweet is that the scene with Jack in the cafe. Like, so it, the funny thing about that was Je, uh, uh, Scotty Walker and myself would meet at a local Starbucks. Yeah, um, almost like once a week leading up to this. And like I said, he, he was a he was a big collaborator into the store, the script, and I would send him scenes or whatever. And um, one day we're we we're, we're talking, and we're talking about the research e- uh, both of us had done about sociopathic behavior and personality and, and that kind of stuff. And 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 we were both talking about how you know the research we had done was that a lot of these people sort of they have to mimic because they can't they can't be it right. They don't know how to be. In, in essence human yeah, in a yeah. certain way right so they they and and i had heard it was it was crazy while i was writing this i had heard a podcast talking to a guy who doesn't harm people but he's a sociopath he works in corporate america and he he, he admittedly is a, he's like i'm a sociopath and he told this whole story about how he's married too it's crazy he's married <laughs> with kids and it defied what I believed about a sociopath. I, I always assumed they're all Jeffrey Dahmer, or yeah, like these kind yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> Or Ted Bundy probably most. <laughs> and so I, you know, and so like I, I, I listen to this podcast and he's talking about how he, it, as he was growing up, he started realizing, wow, I'm different. I'm not like these other people. And he talked about how he would, he would basically, to, to be normal, he basically was like an actor. And
1: he mm-hmm. would have
3: to watch and learn how to be normal. Yeah. So you and I go to a, go to a pub to see friends. And if someone says a funny joke, we laugh or we don't, yeah. we don't yeah, think yeah. it's yeah. funny yeah. for him. Yeah. He, he realized like, well, I've got to laugh most of the time because I've got to be on point about what is funny in America, you know, in, in world society, human society, and what yeah. isn't funny. And, and I know that I told Scotty and then we talked about it. And we we're like, and we kind of like, we're like, well, what if he's at a cafe and like, he's, he's doing that. Like we show him doing the investigation. We show him learning the mannerisms of other people. Yeah. You know? And so that, that was the genesis of that whole sequence, which I'm so happy you said that because that's one of my prouder things because as a filmmaker, like I really, you know, I I want to investigate the truth or, or like investigate the truth of these characters.
0: Yeah. 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 How much, um, (laughs) Do you you know how much research do you do with before you start a project?
3: Uh it depends. I mean, this one because it was dealing with such sensitive subject matter, I really was like, I can't just dive into this. So mm. I, I I read a lot. I watched a lot of like YouTube videos to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, You know, and things like that. I had done. I would. I I didn't. I didn't actually get a minor in college, but if I had to say what my minor was in college, cause I went to film school, but yeah. I studied a lot of psychology. I was always ex- interested in it. So I kind of had a little bit of a background in that. And, and I knew what a sociopath and psych- psychotic personality is like. And so I had a little bit to start from, but, but yeah, a lot of, and Scotty did a ton of research as well. Um, so, and then, and then the big, the big hole for me was finding out, learning more about domestic violence in general. So yeah. I asked a lot, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of people and then um, the the actors were helpful in that they knew people with experiences and they could, you know, they were telling me things. And the other thing, like finally, like a lot of times, you know, I try to be real open on set. So there was stuff that was manipulated or changed on set that someone would say, well, you know, my friend went through this and they did this or they, you know, they wouldn't react this way to this. They'd yeah. probably really react this way, and you know, it's like being open to that, mm. you know, and and not being like, well, I'm the director. I know, I know everything, and this is my movie, and you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's and I think that is that's, that's key, actually, isn't it? It's about being open and sort of giving, um, giving y- your actors room to explore and breathe within that scene but at the same time making sure that you know they are staying true to true to your the story that you're trying to tell as well and it's uh, and that's where the collaboration I think that you know and that's something that comes that works really really well in this um because it is dealing with very very sensitive issues um but it's um I can how long did it take you um in total how many how many days did you have filming on this
3: so because everybody has jobs and everybody's kind of like picking and choosing, um, we shot everything in the house in the movie, the main house, Jack's house, we'll yeah. call it. Um, everything in that was over a five day period. I rented an Airbnb right in the middle of nowhere. So that was that was five days. Um, all the other ancillary scenes that mainly uh, Billy uh, Billy Reyes's scenes as Olivia. Yeah. All, yeah. All of her apartment location except for one thing she come, you know. So, I uh, basically um it took about I would say 11 days of shooting. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, and and keeping in mind some of those 11 days are like like Olivia visits a police officer at one point. That that was the only thing we shot that day and it was like a 3-hour day. Yeah. 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 I'm
1: yeah.
0: with you. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. I'm with you. Now, okay. in terms of the, you know, the, the, the you talked you talked about your extensive, uh, sort of, you know, when you were going through casting. Um, was it, how did you go about casting these roles? Because obviously, like you said, you you've already alluded to it, but what was your actual process for that? Did you have any, you know, your key individual, you'd write with people in mind, or were you completely open to whoever came in? And was it like, uh, did you sort of workshop your actors? What did you do about that?
3: So, uh, the character of Jack, played by Scotty Walker, um, he had been in my last movie yeah, and I kind of wrote it with him in mind because he's, he's a very talented actor. And I, I knew when I had started down the path of writing this film, I was like, Oh, you know what? I think Scotty is, is, I think Scotty can pull this off, you know? And, and then I kind of told him, and you know, and he was so he was kind of. I never real, I never casted for Jack, so he was always sort of like on board to do Jack. And then, as far as uh, like I said, Billy uh, Reyes, she was um, in my last movie as well, mm. and I always ah. wanted to work with her again, so and I just I always kind of saw her as Olivia. Mm. Um, the but the other two main characters were extensive casting, so we just over a court, I, I, where I live, there's a big um, uh, clubhouse area right. that it's open to me because I live here. So wow. I would just call actors and, you know, I probably saw about 15 actors total, mm. uh, actresses total for the Julia and Dahlia roles. Right. And, um, you know, so I, I, you know, we went through a bunch of different castings and I would, I had people there helping me you know, kind of read for Jack because Scotty wasn't always around available to do it. So I'd have a guy show up to be Jack and they would go back and forth. And as I told you earlier, there was a woman who I really liked as Julia. They went back and forth and they did it was an amazing scene that they did. And then she could she decided a week later, like "I, I just this isn't right. I'm I don't I don't feel comfortable playing this part. Yeah. And then luckily uh I got Angelita through um, a woman named June uh, Griffin Garcia, who does casting in San, in sort of South Texas, Austin, San Antonio area. Right. And she's an amazing right. casting director. And um, she hooked me up with... She also, by the way, played um, Miss Conejo, who's right, the lady yeah. that yeah. shows the house. That's June Griffin Garcia. She's an actress as well. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, it's a great and, scene. Um, it's a great scene. Yeah, so she... She, I asked her about, would you want to audition for Julia? And she was super busy at the time. She was doing multiple projects and she was like, well, I have a friend who might be great. I said, well, send me the headshot. Send me the headshot, Angelina's headshot and everything. I said, yeah, I'd love to meet her. She came in and knocked it out of the park. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is a done deal. And then uh, for Dahlia, same thing. I mean, we had met multiple, we probably saw more people for Dahlia than we did Julia, but sweet came and just i was just like wow she's so dumb. like so good so good yeah and uh, she was from austin so she had a bit of a commute and hike to do it but right. uh but like, she hit it out of the park and it's so kind of like from there it just kind of snowballed i mean but you know the funny thing is we on that film i didn't have a lot of prep either we right. kind of these actors did not spend a lot of time together i mean jack and uh and uh, angelita and scotty spent you know, because they were local to San Antonio, they spent time together. But Scotty, I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Sweet uh, lived in Austin and she had a very busy schedule. So she didn't have a lot of time to be able to, like, work on stuff with the, with the other actors. Scotty yeah. and uh, and Angelita actually went to dinner or lunch. I don't remember which, but they went out together. To I asked them, I said, was there any way that you guys would, without me, go hang out with each other? And they did. And that was super helpful for them. So it's a more, and even again, you know, for, for sweet to have to show up, get shackled and then perform this role, uh, with very little, I mean, I didn't even, I hadn't worked with her that much, you know, like, so everything for her was totally fresh and attitude every day, happy, smiling, ready to go, you know, um, you know, no complaining, you know, I mean, even though the thing hurt her neck at times and, um, there was a lot of, Uncomfortable, you know, element to it, just like no complaining, just work, work. I mean, everybody was like that, everybody was like that,
0: yeah. And I mean, it's um, it, it is interesting, isn't it? When you are sort of you know, putting your actors through it physically, um, some some sort of uh, thrive in it and keep that smile and keep going. I think that there are some some who find it a little bit more um, difficult, but I do think that they you know, them spending time together helps, uh, you know, a tremendous amount. Now, obviously. In terms of the technical aspect of this, in terms of your crew and those kind of things, um, you what's your, how many people did you have helping you out in terms of light, dance, sound, those kind of things?
3: Um, very few, um, but we had so. Um, uh, let me backtrack once. All right, so I had um, Eden Lopez, who had done Bloody Drama, my my previous movie, um, is is now he's, he's actually now in film school, uh, finishing a film school. But before this, he wasn't even in film school at this time. He just really enjoyed film and wanted to like make up doing makeup and stuff, particularly, you know, bloody makeup. And so I, he signed on like right away and, you know, came out, stayed in the house, uh, that we shot in for the five days, worked really hard, did an amazing job. Um, and then, um, I had, uh, Dave Mendez, uh, who is a local director in San Antonio, he's actually uh, done, I think at this point, he's done three features, uh, one of them, wow. which is on, um, I think it's already been released on Amazon. You should check it out, by the way. It's, it's awesome. It's called uh, Lowriders uh, vs. I'm going to mess it up. Lowriders, you know, I'll, I'll find out the actual
1: <laughs> name. yeah.
3: But, um, yeah. but yeah, he, uh, yeah,
1: he did it. He did an amazing yeah.
3: film. Um, yeah. Yeah. he's done his own films and he did, he came in and did sound for me and, you know, busted his butt doing that. And so the crew, you know, at any given time, Ronald Mercado came out, um, helped out on, on set as kind of like an everything guy doing whatever. And so I'd say at any given time, maybe it was me plus three, right. um, right. you know, size of crew. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I mean, but people came in, you know, there were people that came out when come and go, um, as the shoot went on. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, invaluable effort, you know, by people, cause same kind of thing, you know, just working around the clock and not a lot of, not a lot of sleep or, or like I said, we, we shot in the middle of nowhere. So we were about 40, 45 to an hour North of where I live in San Antonio, let alone, where some of these other people live. So they, they had to drive out, you know, yeah, very yeah. late at night yeah, or yeah. drive in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was mainly, you know, my, my whole thing is my background is in camera and cinematography. Yeah. So I, I cover that not arrogantly. I mean, I wish I, I would love to find someone that, that would work for, for very little for me and, <laughs> and, and share my vision. But I also know as a cinematographer and I've, I've been hired to shoot, features for years you know and i go out and do it you know i know how much um that that how much that is a thing to do for someone yeah. to, to commit to a project for what could take six months for in my kind of in my scenario yeah i know yeah. what that means yeah. so i i in a way honestly i don't like i don't really want to ask that of somebody because i don't want them to go well i yeah these guys paying me pittance, but I got these other people calling me for other jobs.
0: Yeah, no.
3: and one turning jobs down, or or then telling me that they can't for other, you know. So it's just kind of this weird give and take. But um, but yeah, sorry. So yeah, it was about three, three to five people, you know, at any given time. And that was, by the way, that was the house shoot, which is the the main body of the movie. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, when I would do these small. Um, Olivia stuff that out the uh, not small but the second you know yeah, Olivia yeah, storyline yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah I'm with you a lot of
3: times that would just be me um, and the sound guy um, yeah. you know yeah.
0: okay so the um, now how in, because obviously when you're working on it how closely do you work with the producer or is it just so was it just you because I know it the, the, is um, Angelita uh, um, Sorensen is down as another producer on this, but obviously, how much input do you, have, or how do you work with with your producers, or is it sort of, uh, is it more of a sort of uh, in the backgroundy kind of um, kind of role for your producer?
3: So yeah, I would say for so Angelita is incredible, and you know, same thing. You know, she has a she has a day job, yeah, and so you know, well, and so do I, right? So like. You know where what how it worked out on this is. I'll give you an example of of how awesome she is and and how invaluable she is. So there's a scene in the movie that I've mentioned earlier that Aunt, uh, Olivia goes and talks to a police officer. Yeah. So that that was a late entry to the script because I had realized I think this is something that I you know I just felt like it was an important thing and. I think I was like, well, I I can't really afford police, all this kind of stuff. And anyway, I eventually was like, I really need this. I got to shoot this. So I, I literally, I think it was like 30 something hours before. And I was like, is there any way you can go find a guy for Thursday morning? You know? Yeah. And, and I thought, I was like, this is not going to happen. Like, I need, I'm going to have to just wait and shoot it another day or a month from now, whatever. And she literally Gets one police officer, he's signed on, and then he bails, and then she gets another guy, to 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 come in. Right. And so, and he comes in, and he's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, rock solid on on the mark. Like worked on the lines. He even asked me for another take, like an actor. Wow. Like, like wow. hardcore actors do. Yeah. Hey man, you know, I need it. Can I do one more? You know. I'm like okay. So that's just a little like microcosm of what she brought to the table, you know, it just, it was, uh, it was constantly stuff like that. And my workflow is, you know, because I'm working, you know, micro, micro, micro budget, and I'm kind of like picking up the pieces as they go along and just trying to fill in the blanks and just doing my best to sort of hold my head above water. But also I, I, I like to do a lot of, um, you know, I like to do a lot of, I rewrite or yeah. tweak as I go because the nature of the way I shoot, I might shoot something, let's say January seventeenth. Yeah, you know, seven pages. But then I won't might not shoot again till January thirty first. Right. So, so with- in that time period, I'm editing and I start to start go, Wow, Joe's character, um, would it be so much better if Joe's character goes and, you know, throws a coffee in someone's face to strengthen that yeah, the show how vicious they are. And all these kind of things so it just it's like my process i could tell for a lot of people it's very frustrating because they're i'm constantly changing and tweaking and adding and so for angelita she's got it kind of or as the producer she's has to deal with this sort of ebbing and flowing and it's been frustrating for her i could tell and i know that it's there's times she's like oh my god like please like lock something in or make up your mind or like figure it out you know and and i'm kind of like oh no i have another idea for another you know another scene or like oh i was can we get a a, a racquetball course or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah
0: right so, so
3: you know i'm just kind of silly like fighting that
0: yeah do do you storyboard
3: no i can't draw i wish i i would if i could draw yeah um,
0: <laughs> so um in terms of sort of your pre-production stuff, is that is that solely around, based around just sort of your casting and your writing and getting sort of the right people in the right places
3: then? Um, in pre-production? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so pre-production, yeah. I mean, I, it, a lo- I, I believe preparation is huge. Um, yeah. It's not always difficult to us, but I try to... I try to do a lot of homework before so that one, I know the kind of sh- really honestly, like I just, I just want to know what shots I got to get. So yeah. I shot list, I don't storyboard, but I shot list quite substantially. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. do, I do a script breakdown. It's my own like version of it, but so I'll do a script breakdown and I'll send Angelita like, here's the stuff I need and, and, and other people too. And I'll be like, do you have this? You know, cause might yeah. like, I need a shovel. Does anyone have a shovel, you know, or a pickaxe? Does anyone have a pickaxe? So you're just constantly, you know, trying to, as you and I've talked about, like, try, you know, on the level filmmaker, we're doing. Yeah, we're constantly trying to. Um, it's like you have to resource. It's just like, well, what resources do I have, and how do I find things for either free or a very limited yeah. number? The of magic money? word.
0: The magic word. Free.
3: <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> now. In terms of your own sort of, um, in terms of in general now, what are the sort of your filmmaking inspiration? And, you know, where do you get your inspiration from?
3: Well, you think it's funny. I mean, I obviously for movies. I mean, I'm a huge Kubrick fan. Um, you know, I love. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I I've, recently my big thing is like I love watching all the extensive youtube stuff that people are doing about yeah, screenwriting some great
0: stuff there's some great stuff coming out there
3: it's amazing like I, I i tell people that i'm 44 years old i went to film school in night from 94 to 98. Yeah. i tell people that i think i'm in my second film school yeah. because i'm kind of in this new world of like rejuvenating and sort of watching and reading and looking at everything i can to sort of learn just learn i mean i don't know you know i mean i've i watched like i said i watch youtube videos on the big thing for me is is little, i want to i want to enhance editing and screenwriting yeah you know it's like obviously directing but um it's harder to find good things on that because directing is such a visceral on the in the moment thing so outside of watching like a A video of behind the scenes where you can actually watch a great master like a Christopher Nolan or someone talking to the actors you know a lot of uh, A lot of the great stuff is where they're really showing you kind of like where the director meets the cinematographer the production designer Wardrobe and the editor. Yeah, and so I, I I'm like well, you know, I I I know my limitations as a screenwriter are vast Right. And so I have to do a lot of, over, you know, it's like a lot. I've got to learn a lot about, you know, how to become a better screenwriter, you know, and 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 and, and editor, too, because they're kind of a similar thing in a way. Right. Yeah. Oh, like,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
3: and so that's kind of the, the big thing. But, yeah, I get a lot of inspiration from watching these things because they'll break down a movie I love or put down a screenplay I love. And and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's really a good point or really structure. You know, and learning structure and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's something I'm sort of, I'm really, really conscious of is is structure. I know some people sort of, uh, there are some people who say don't be too obsessed with it, but I think you know structure is key, isn't it? Really, um, and gives you the order, gives you your sp- the spine to work around. Um, and I'm, I'm, that's something that I have to remember is you know that whenever I'm working on something it is about structure, and sort of being able to sort of say you know. You've got to do A, B, and C before you can set up the big payoff in D. You know, it's that kind of um, it's that kind of thing. Um, the one of the things that really, really s- struck me about domestic is the soundscape in it. Um, where did where where did that come from?
3: So I um, every film I've done, I've worked with a guy named Colin Chinchar. Out of he lives in Oregon now. Right. Um. We've known each other for ages. He was a uh uh for a while. He was a location sound man. Right. A mixer. Right. And then as time went on, he fell in love with like post, and now he strictly does post. Um, he does music too, which is amazing. But yeah. So I uh, we just kind of him and I like we just kind of bandy back and forth. We're friends, so we talk throughout the process. But yeah. I'll just call him and. He in so how it, we generally work is I'll just call him and I'll, I'll tell him like certain things that I'm thinking. Mm. And for this one, I my my main thing, I was like, I don't really think it I don't want to have like a score per se. I was yeah. like, I wanted to have a like you had put it actually. Thank you for that. It was a soundscape, you know, very much. I was like, I think this film, you know, everything you do has a little different feel. So you're like, oh, this movie kind of calls for a techno. Soundtrack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this yeah. this movie calls for a more a uh, uh, classic cinema kind of you know classical music style soundtrack, and yeah. So when we yeah. did this one, I was like, I was like, no, I think it's it's got to be something. I wanted not noises and clinks and sounds to sort of help create yeah. that tension. And the funny thing is, the reviews and the conversations I've had have been all over the place. Literally, yeah. people have been yeah. like, I hated the sound. I wanted, I, I literally, there are people that have commented online to that. They've been like, I thought my TV was broken. It was so bad. <laughs> and then I've had other people tell me that they loved it. They thought it was innovative or, or they thought, you know, they were really taken by it. They thought it really enhanced and, and added to the attention. Mm. So it's just, you know, it's just that kind of thing. But I, you know, I, I kind of honestly, both reactions make me happy because yeah. both reactions I think are are saying the right, the same thing in a way. Just some people are like, I hated it because it sounded like my TV was broken. Yeah. <laughs> and, but my, my view is I'm like, were you agitated? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah it was agitated. I wanted to break my TV. I'm like, well then great. That that's kind of like this movie's not supposed to leave you kind of like in a good place. It's really more like I wanted to sort of at create a tension that lingered, you know, and made people go like, wow, that really bothered me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, when you edit, do you edit uh, with or without music? Do you put a temp track in, or do you uh, do you sort, do you do it all in post? Then after you finish your cut.
3: So what I do first is because of like I you know I, I hate to always go back to the same thing, but because of the frenetic kind of glitchy nature of the way I shoot, yeah, I shoot, and then I because I, I I've never done a film to this day where I've shot everything at once, so you know, like a normal film where you go and you shoot for a month, three months, whatever, and then you come back. So I edit as I go. Right. So as I'm editing, I don't have sound, you know, I don't have music. And then once I start to compile scenes that I might've shot three months ago Mm. and start to add them and push them together, that's when I will add this, my whatever, either Colin Chinchar has sent me music or if he hasn't, I'll just put a, a, like you said, a temp track in there yeah. that gives feel to it. So so it's kind of my process. And then eventually when it's, when I'm done to cut, I'll send it out, to, I send it off to him and we just talk about kind of feel and all this kind of stuff. But like I said, he's he's usually, he has, by that point he's sent me probably 10 to 15 tracks he's created mm. with the movie in mind. So I'll use those tracks, I'll pick the ones I like the best and then I'll put them in. And then when he gets to it, and he gives me the final version, he'll he might take something I put in out because he found something better, yeah. Or he had he created something that kind of goes with the imagery a little bit more closely in sync, let's say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Now, obviously, this in terms of films, I mean, and sort of, I know you shouldn't really compare other pieces of work. and I know Bloody Drama was was a slasher. Um, this feel this film, and I think because of the nature of the of the of the actors, does feel very very intimate at times. Was that something that you were conscious of whilst you were uh, whilst you were filming?
3: Say that one more time. I I lost you.
0: Oh, sorry. I, um, I was just saying that. Um, this film feels feels very intimate at times. Um, and is that something that you were conscious of that that creating that sort of almost sort of that intimate claustrophobic uh, atmosphere to it?
3: Yeah, to some degree, I've, yeah, I think that because I, like I said, I, I bloody drama was was much more like a plot heavy thing that we're trying to kind of get to the scares and and the slasher stuff and the classic elements, but tried to build character to some degree. But this one, much more, we were like, no, 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 I, I we were, I really wanted to dive deep into character yeah. and make them. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'd be remiss not to mention Ivy Lamb who co-wrote the film with me um yeah. she's brilliant yeah. brilliant she does a lot of plays mm. uh directs and mm. writes plays and so when we started collaborating um you know it was very important to both of us we we're like we want these people to feel flushed out yeah and, and,
0: and, and, and that's definitely achieved that's definitely achieved
3: thank you yeah yeah we, we and that was a big thing it was like you know the thing is it's like you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not a master of this, right? Like we're both learning, and yeah. so I, I try to keep that close to the vet to my heart. In that, you know, I, I I so I'm making a movie, and I want it to be online, and I want people to see it. But at the same time, like I am, I'm learning. You know, so each film I'm trying to expand on something, or or at least, you know, I don't know what the audience will be, but I need to I need to try to investigate things. That i need to investigate as an artist you know to yeah. get better at this. yeah
1: absolutely.
3: so that this was very much like all right well let's be a little let's be, let's have a challenging subject matter that's a lot harder to sort of handle per se mm. um and, and so yeah it was a very um, uh, important thing to me to kind of have characters interacting and have wants and needs that were important in a struggle against each other in a way
0: yeah so how closely do you did you work with uh, Ivy Lamb on this was it um, how how did, how did what was the process between the two of you sort of working on this
3: so we met up once or twice sorry in in person we well, we had worked on she was she's actually in the movie as well she's the um the the woman uh in the pink shop alright uh, okay with, yeah jack yeah, so to at the pink shop i yeah. won't tell you what happens with her but yeah. So she, uh, well, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> um, so she, that's her, um, she's an actress as well. Um, but she was also in my last movie briefly, bloody drama. So we, and she helped me with dialogue on that. So yeah. we had created a kind of workflow that worked for us, which was we met up, we talk about big ticket stuff. Mm. Um, like I said, we met up twice and then the rest of the time, were just phone conversations and sending the script back and forth. Mm. Oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then, and then yeah. we had one long phone conversation, just kind of going over the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, yeah, yeah, making yeah. sure we had all our ducks in a row. I'm yeah. a big, I, I get worried about structure and that I'm, I'm missing something. And I was like, I kept having this feeling of like, I feel like we might be, there might be a huge open hole here that we're not that we're missing yeah and we need to dive in you know and be safe and we and it was great i mean she she, we she would we'd send each other an outline of all the stuff we've done and we'd go through it and be like okay and then eventually we're like no no this is perfect this is and and she handled not only but her number one job was bringing an honesty to the women's experience yes um and 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 making that like, I, 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 didn't have a lot to bring to the table on that no. <laughs> other than as a filmmaker, you know, as, as how to shoot it or whatever. But the writing of that, I give her sole responsibility. I mean, you know, it was brilliant. And so, and then I was kind of more focused on Jack and, and Olivia and, and mm. flushing out that whole thing. And so we would just go back and forth and she'd send me stuff and I would go, Oh, I think this dialogue's a little long or Maybe yeah. they should talk about this. And and so it is a wonderful collaboration.
0: Oh, well, that's, you know, and that's, that is that is good. I mean, I've, um, you know, I've, I write solo at the moment. Um, and sometimes I think you, you can sort of, I always worry that you sort of, you become a bit self-indulgent. How many passes of the script did you do?
3: Well, I, I, w- hmm. um, I would say probably around over 10 yeah, I would I would say um, it's tricky to, to answer exactly only because it, we didn't we were just kind of going back and forth and, and sending stuff. Now, the initial draft, Ivy wrote the initial draft, wow. right, okay. off of our conversation. So it'd be like, OK, this is what I think I, I originally I was my idea. Right. So I went to her and said, oh, this is my what if scenario. This is the kind of story I want to tell. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, that's awesome. And then she would bring all her stuff to it. Mm. So she would do a draft. And then after that first draft, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. All the way till um, there's a scene in the movie where, and this is so, so my MO now, that now that I've done another movie after it in bloody drama, yeah. is actually Sleepover, too. It's happened every movie, which is, <laughs> as it went along, I kind of was, I was like, man, you know what? Olivia and Jack need to meet which yeah. wasn't in the original draft. yeah. And so I, I, I was like, and Ivy was like, really? she was like, yeah, she goes, I, that's a great idea. And, she, and and I said, look, I'm going to just scrap it out, the mm-hmm. scene, and I'll yeah. send it to you. And it, cause it was very clear in my mind what it needed to be. So I yeah. wrote it up and I sent it to her and uh, and she loved it. She was like, I, I wouldn't, she's like, I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. And do you know, honestly, like in terms of like pure, like what I love about cinema, it's probably my favorite scene in the movie because it kind of brings together in my opinion and I don't want to sound arrogant or anything because it's not that at all but it just it 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 did it's cinemographically script writing wise like all those things come together their performances are are amazing and it it does exactly what it had to do yes and it you know it was one of those things like I said like I said earlier it's like that wasn't in the original script that wasn't an intention and then it kind of came out of, because I was so, you know, I had been editing and I'd seen how everything was coming together.
1: Yeah. I
3: just was like, Olivia, Olivia's character needs a little bit more um, uh, ownership over her experience. Because it's like, she can't just be this side thing roaming around. Yeah. She needs to have some kind of ownership moment. And that, that's what it's sprung out of.
0: So as a director, do you like lots of takes or minimal?
3: Um, I'd say i probably average, uh, time permitting. i probably get around six to eight. Right. I, I would say this, I, 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 it's ever changing by the way, but right now I think I'm more a fan of shots over takes, if that makes sense. Okay. Cause yeah, you, I and I, we've got to choose our, we've got to choose our battle. Cause it's yeah. like, when we <laughs> yeah. got like you had said in a previous conversation, you had an actor for one day, right? Yeah, so you're absolutely. like, man, I got to get all this done. And so it's it's really a choice because you could sit there and say, I'm going to film this actor that I have for one day and I'm doing this one moment in this film. And it's a very important moment. And you're like, I got to, I just got to, I'm going to do 20 takes. I mean, I, I just have to make sure this is perfect. But at the same time, I guess my thing is I go, well, I could do that or i could do four different shots of that piece of dialogue yeah yeah and and i i for me i think just my uh, in my little world i feel like if i can shot select and create cool interesting imagery around that dialogue mm. and pop around in it right so let's say it's a the dialogue lasts 37 seconds yeah i could have three shots
0: right that okay. cover that
3: seconds that might actually kind of Add a, a, a visual stimulation to it to add to what, the say, what they're saying.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you now on that. I mean, it's that it's the classic example, isn't it? That sort of filmmakers, it's sort of Gone with the Wind in the morning, and then Dukes of Hazard in the afternoon, isn't it? With the time, <laughs> yeah. is, the time is running out. Um, yep. yes. Yeah, yes. Now, honestly, we've we've spoken now for well over an hour, and we've sort of, you know, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I can't recommend this enough and i i would recommend everybody go back and check out your your previous stuff what's next on the slate for you my friend
3: well first thank you so much for supporting us all this time and for having us today okay, no worries um so so grateful uh, to have a platform to talk about it and, and hopefully people will go check it out um you know next up is so uh, domestic health thank thank god and whatever uh is um it won a couple film festivals here in South Texas and and um in trying to use it as a springboard but basically uh i I've written and am filming a movie called well wrapping up a movie called uh Remy's demons um which is a story uh a coming of age love a coming of age horror love story about uh demonic possession and nice. crazy nice. moms and all <laughs> the fun stuff that comes into horror films. Um, it's also kind of like a little bit of a going back to the, my, you know, uh, my roots of horror. So I just, I kind of wanted to, I don't know, the character came in, came to me and I was like, Oh, that'd be a fun thing to do a movie about. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the next on the slate and that'll be hopefully available in, uh, May, June, you know, this summer. So it'll be summer 2020 and, uh, and that's it. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know, I don't see any. Anytime I'm stopping anytime soon, so I'm <laughs> well, going to keep wonderful. moving forward.
0: And just to remind everybody, where can they find uh, "Domestic Hell"? Where, where, where can they actually sit down and watch this?
3: Yeah, so it's "Domestic Hell." Is watch is on Amazon Prime Video. Obviously, if you have a Prime membership, it's yep. free. Um, it's also on Apple TV, uh, the, the Mac Apple, uh, streaming service. Yeah. Um, it's also, uh, it's in a few, a range of other places. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know them for, you know, (laughs) but the main ones are Apple TV and, and, uh, Amazon prime video. And it got, uh, it's being distributed by Monarch (laughs) films. Sorry, my dogs. (laughs) It's being distributed by Monarch films, uh, uh, LLC or whatever, but Monarch films, so we're really lucky to have them take it on and they've been pushing it into different arenas oh, so it's, it's a pretty that's exciting great. process.
0: Oh, That's fantastic, that's fantastic. Colin I'm sure we will have you back on very very soon. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, giving up some of your time today. Uh, it's always a pleasure always a pleasure and I'm looking forward to, uh, to Remi's dreams already. Ladies and gentlemen Mr Colin Bresner thank you very much for being on. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, after a bumper-packed episode, our time has come to an end. Once again, I'd like to thank Leighton. I want to thank Colin for giving up their time for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, guys, um, I'm still overwhelmed by um, your interactions online and your likes and your tweets and the Instagram. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at the Undead Wookie 1980, you can follow us over on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you really enjoy the show, why not go pop on over to uh, buy me a coffee? Because a caffeinated wookie is a happy wookie, and all proceeds go back into the st- into the store. <laughs> I don't know what I'm. Saying. I'm all over the place now. Uh, <laughs> comes back straight into the show. So, ladies and gentlemen. All that I have left to say in the immortal words are count Good night out there, whatever you are.